Hey, what's going on, guys? Phil here with Podcast 209. Today's guest is none other than Nutty Rat. How you doing, man? I'm doing well. How about yourself? I was going to say, we've been playing tag, if you will. Is this, this has been a game between me and you. You know, it, it has been it, it has been a bit of a, a challenge to, uh, to, 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 to slot in a pro an appropriate time. Right. You're a busy man. You're a busy man. But in all actually, you I, I, are actually busy. <laughs> Not gonna lie, yeah, it is. It's it is pretty busy between work and streaming. It's uh, there's not a lot of breathing space. Yeah. Okay. So let's go uh, talk about that for a bit. Uh, what's life been like for you during COVID? Now, has that changed so, so much? Um. So funny enough, I, I've I've already I was already in like a transition of working from home uh, full time, anyways. So, um, for me personally, it, it just accelerated the inevitable. Um, professionally, I, I work for a, an engineering firm and we've got, um, you know, over a thousand people in three countries. So we had to, um, basically mobilize that, that entire workforce to work from home in three days. No, um, no. once kind of all the, all yeah. the, uh, everything comes out and then it's just a, a matter of, you know, maintenance and yeah. support and executing a five-year plan in about six months, gotcha. and that, that kind of stuff. It's pretty condensed, you know, but you know, it's just a, so were you guys you were going there anyways and it just sped things yeah. up? Yeah, for me personally, um it's the, the the type of work I do, I'm I'm a I'm a service delivery manager. So I um a, a lot of what I do is it doesn't require my physical presence uh, in an office. Um I, I I manage staff, but all my all, all my staff are remote. Um gotcha. with the well the exception of one. I got one staff member that's uh, that's here in Vancouver with me. But uh but you know everybody else is remote anyways. So for me, I can work anywhere with an internet connection. So gotcha. it, uh, it it makes it convenient to be able to to work at home. I work in at odd hours sometimes because I sometimes yeah. I stay up super late to talk to the other side of the world. Sometimes I have to wake up at a ridiculous time in the morning because uh, you know everyone back east wanting time to zones. have meetings yeah. first thing in the morning. It's yeah. uh, it's it's not fun, yeah. <laughs> but it, yeah. it's also fun. Yeah, working. I mean, obviously, me and Darren, and then. Yeah, with you guys basically vancouver people for piranha games like that was it was always something like where it's like they're not even done wrapping up the day and it's you know it's eight o'clock here and i'm like you know wife time it's fan you know like all that so yeah i can't yeah i i know what that's like so well then it looks like it sort of played into the, the cards if you will so it's it hasn't been too bad for you as far as the transition no. Not not too bad. I mean, I certainly you know miss being around the office and miss yeah. seeing uh, you know you know colleagues and everything like that. Um, being able to do face to face meetings that are you know physical face to face meetings yeah. as opposed to Teams meetings or Zoom meetings or you know whatever the the the, the remote flavor um, uh, of a, a tool that you use. Gotcha. Um, but it's uh it, it's it's made me more productive. It's, it's helped me to kind of be like more focused at work and do a lot of really cool things. And it gotcha. makes it a lot easier, even just on the personal side of when I'm finished, I turn my laptop off, I shove it aside and that's it. And I'm, you're done. I'm done. I'm yeah. home. Yeah. <laughs> that's actually a really important part is like establishing that line between work and real life. And, uh, you know, I was, I was obviously talking to Darren a lot since all this and one of my concerns is with him and it's something I've been stressing to him is like, Hey, you need to set, you know, if eight o'clock in the morning or nine, whenever, and five comes or six, whenever you need to be done. Like, because 
you knowing him and then obviously all the information that you know has been going on for the past three weeks but just in general it's like if you don't make that separation you're going to end up always working and we've done that in the past and and it's one it's not healthy two you lose family time and those things are really valuable for mental health and like just to be able to disconnect and so um yeah do you feel like you said you were more productive Mm -hmm. do you do you feel like that's a trend across the board because like i don't know who i heard it from but they basically said it and stuff is actually they're doing better because they're maybe they're already used to the remoteness anyways or i don't know but like are you guys gonna keep this permanently here or are you guys ever gonna go back to the office or is it something like yeah this is saving us a lot of money we're just as productive so there's really no point well, it, it's it's very hard to point at any business and say after all of this uh, kind of after all the COVID stuff subsides that it's going to be business as, as normal, like it, that it's going to go back to anything that some that that kind of represents, you know, pre March. Yeah. Um, you know, quite quite honestly, this has changed business forever. It it really has. It changes the way the business operates. It changes it changes the way the business execute executes a lot of the traditional kind of you know not not to get like too crazy into it stuff but like the the traditional kind of file server uh relationship that people have vpns into vpn tunnels into come into uh in, in in through company firewalls a lot of that goes away um you know this accelerates a lot of companies movements to uh to you know to azure to 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 google cloud to aws to you know all those all those cloud services and you know it, it then reduces the requirement for a physical office yeah. right it's it's they become business centers right you get you have like you know a, a a building with some with some shared desks and a couple meeting rooms and, a, and an admin contingent and yeah. that's you don't need the entire it. building you just need a not like okay yeah yeah exactly now as far as what my company's doing i have no idea yeah. um but uh, <laughs> i i know from, from like from an it perspective like what what helps to, what what make helps to make us more productive in a circumstance like this is that we have fewer interruptions. So when, when you're working in IT, it doesn't matter what level of IT, you are doing some kind of client interface. You're doing some kind of client support, client services, uh, you know, service desk support. You're always gonna have somebody coming up and tapping you on the shoulder to say, hey, can you come and look at this? Or can you help me with that? Or hey, my 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 computer at home is on the fritz. Can you give me some advice kind of thing? Can you turn thing. it on or off again? <laughs> yes, hello IT. Yeah. Um, but uh, but but that kind of those kind of interruptions are gone uh, or not gone. They're, they're, they're significantly reduced, like the typical water cooler talk that you get if you're kind of, you know, kind of stretch the legs, walk around the office, you stop and end up talking to somebody for a little bit. Next thing you realize it's, oh, it's an hour later. Ooh, yeah, <laughs> kind of thing. A, a lot of that goes away. And um, if you're set up properly for working at home, then then you can certainly focus more. But, you know, it's, taking a, taking steps away from it is important too. like using uh, like mindfulness apps like Headspace, getting, you know, just just completely separating yourself. Like don't getting into the habit that I get into, which is I sit here and eat lunch while I'm working. Yeah. Um, I have to force myself to go for a walk, to go and make dinner, make dinner, go make lunch, you know, go somewhere else other than sitting in this chair. Yeah. for as long as I do. <laughs> yeah, because let's be honest, I mean, that and then transitioning into streaming on your free hours too. So you're going from mm-hmm. sitting sedentary, like, yeah, man. I mean, I can't stress it like during my streams, like whether we're doing like a work, we haven't done one in like a week and a half because I've got this HTPC I'm waiting. Anyways, but, you know, mm-hmm. just getting up, doing some burpees, do, just something 
just so your body because like sitting there and um so let me let me ask you let me that's awesome i'm glad you're doing well and i'm glad it's maybe it forced your hand a little bit early but it seems like it's working out so i guess that's great let me ask you uh first off because this is mainly a battle tech mechware podcast let's be real that, that's what we're all about mm -hmm. but i want to know a little bit more about you like uh obviously you said you live up in vancouver um, you're not in Vancouver directly, right? You're no, I'm, I'm kind of just outside of Vancouver. Um, yeah. about, to, about like, I'll say about, you know, 30, 40 minutes away so from where it's affordable, like, you know, kind of downtown where it's affordable. affordable. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe because trust me, trust me saying affordable here that oh you, you got to go East. Um, <laughs> it's so, it's so expensive. God, here. We were talking about it in uh stream chat. Someone mentioned they had to have a $200,000 down payment. And I was like, what? They're like, yeah, you got to have like 20% down. I was like, okay, that makes sense. This person was in New Zealand and just the where they were at. And this reminded me so much of Vancouver. And it was like, yeah, you know, like that's 20%. And I'm like, that's like how much a house costs here. <laughs> like, like that's, it's ridiculous. I don't know. It's just, but okay. So you, you, you live outside of Vancouver. Um, how long have you been a, a Battletech McCoy fan? And, and, you know, how did you get into that? Because I don't think I've ever asked so, you. So, yeah. So, so I started playing uh, MechWarrior 3050 for Super Nintendo oh, okay. back when back when it was new. Now, here's the thing. I've never played tabletop. Okay. Um, I, it's always been on the MechWarrior side. And, and you know, HBS Battletech when it came out as well. Sure. But, um, but when I played 30, uh, 3050 for Super Nintendo, I, I, I didn't. I didn't connect to it. It was like, okay, it's a mech game. It's fun. It's cool. It's it's Super Nintendo. I was like, you know, twelve. Yeah, I think it was like yeah. ninety two when I came out. Um, it wasn't until uh, Mech Warrior two that I really started to uh, connect with the uh, with, with the franchise. I didn't have the a, a computer powerful enough myself. Um, at that point, I didn't have a Windows PC. I had you know basic stuff based on on basic. Um, but uh, a friend of mine had a decent computer, and he had Mech Warrior. And we would actually play it in tandem. So we okay. would have one person on the joystick and one person on the keyboard. Okay. So we would have we'd have the pilot, we'd have a navigator, we would gotcha. call everything. We we'd ran we'd run through the uh the the the, the campaign in Mech Warrior 2 so many times. Yeah. <laughs> Sounds like it, me. Yeah. You, yeah. You, you just you just don't really think about it because it's more you're just you're having fun with your friends. Right. You're you're again again you're doing that kind of tandem play. You're also you know kicking back and watching, and yeah. you know everyone's taking turns. It's it, it was a neat intro to the series, and then, and then it just kind of gravitated with gotcha. me. You know, I went you know to, to Mech Two Mercenaries and and you know had an absolute fun, absolute blast with that. You know the in, the, the 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 line of the intro at the end. Yeah. You know, look at the bright side, kid. You get to keep all the money. I, I, wanted, I love that. I, <laughs> yeah, so great. You know what? I that's I wanted them to do a homage for Mech Five with that intro, like. Mm -hmm. It would have been so good, even if it had been slightly different, but they would have ended with like that line or whatever. Ah, yeah. Okay. So yeah, that, that, that would have worked perfectly. Yeah. 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 So, uh, mech two mercenary, did you, uh, did you play mech commander or mech three or any of those? So, I mean, I played all the mech titles from okay. 3050 all the way, all the way, to, okay. all the way up to mech five, okay. um, on, on the mech commander side, I briefly played the first one. I played the second one a lot more heavily, I think. Um, okay. but, but still, but, but, but still kind of, you know, I, I, I liked more the first person aspect, right? Gotcha. So I, 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 I had fun piloting the mech more than I had fun, you know, telling them to go here, yeah, yeah. Or go there. Yeah. 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 Um, 
and, and you know, I played a lot of online with uh, you know with Mech Four, um, you know, Mech Four, Mech Four Mercenaries. Sure. Um, and then transition away from Mech Warrior to do Counter Strike, which I played competitively. Which at that at that stage, it was a bit of a different thing to say that you played competitive sure. Counter Strike. Yeah. Um, and then uh, I briefly came back when uh, I, I didn't I didn't know that Mech Warrior Online was a thing. Yeah. Um, until I started playing. I think it was about a month before Sarah's Jenner was. Okay, um, so it's been was, going was, for a little announced. bit. Okay, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, so I started playing around then, and then Sarah's Jenner came out, and I saw that, and I'm like, okay, oh my goodness, I have to buy it, even yeah. though I didn't really have the means for it. But I'm like, you know what, I have to. Yeah. And that was like, so my so Sarah's Jenner is my my very first mech purchase in the really? game, which I'm, I'm pretty stoked about. That's yeah. great. That's good. That's awesome. Yeah. And, and then I and then I kind of put it aside because I was like. I was my, my my career was kind of budding. I was, uh, you know, I had a pretty busy social life at the time. Um, and uh, I came back just after Metcon 2016. OK, so I, and I didn't know that Metcon was really a thing. But I, I what had happened is I abandoned I stopped playing Dota because I, I started playing Dota for I, I, I've got I've got around as many hours in Dota that I do in MechWarrior Online just to okay. give you an idea so for scale. So significant, like I'm 3,600 hours or something like that. Okay. Yeah. Um, so so then I decided to come back to playing Mech Warrior, and, and I felt like something was different, like something was missing. And it's like, you know what? I should stream this. Because that was, you know, streaming was still kind of, you know, kind of, you know, um, f finding it, relatively footing, so new. To speak. it was yeah, it was, relatively it was, new. It was before the Twitch affiliate program and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. So I started kind of streaming from there. I'm like, you know what? I'm going to stream this all the time. Yeah. And uh, I remember Darren came up to me. This is... Uh, um, like the first MechCon, he's like, "Where that? Where did you come from?" Because <laughs> all of a sudden, you guys saw me everywhere, which yeah. was, which was, I, I, I guess it had the desired result. Yeah. Well, I but, mean, uh, you know, I mean, yeah, we we definitely paid attention to people that would pop in, and then do we see them again after a week, after two, and then you're like, okay, this guy's committed, right? Like, it's like you'd have occasional people would pop in, they would disappear. You know, it just happens or whatever. But Darren definitely would reach out and sit in chats. A lot of times people didn't know. And then after, you know, he'd reach out to the individuals and be like, hey, here's some codes, giveaways. You can do, you know, what you want and so forth. But uh, OK, so you, how old are how old are you? I'm 40. OK, so you're a few. So you would have been we probably played if you played Mech 3 online or Mech 4. We probably played mm -hmm. against each other like in the back in the day with the MSN zone and all the leagues from ODL, SL, uh, MBT. I mean, uh, I was involved back then too. I was just a, obviously a few years younger than you, but um, yeah, very similar. I, I actually got involved. I bought MechWarrior 2 Mercenaries and I didn't realize I didn't have a computer. Like it was before Windows 95, whatever that was, like Windows and anyways, so like total disheartened, you know, 13 year old buys a game, gets home, Goes to install oh, no. it, and you know, I have Windows 95. So my mom was a baller and she went out and like put a Pentium 166 on her credit card and, and, and bought a computer for me. So I can't really, that's awesome, mom. Um, but uh, yeah, so, and then I didn't know about Mech 2, uh, the original. I thought Mech were 2, like, cause I got involved with uh, multiplayer battle tech on AOL. And then mm -hmm. I ran up like a $300 bill. Didn't realize like you paid when you played the game, it charged your account. And then someone was like, hey, are you playing MechWarrior? And I was like, yeah, this is what I'm playing right now. They're like, no, MechWarrior 2 Mercenaries. And, you know, this is what, uh, 1990, I don't even know when, five, seven, whenever it was. 
So the internet really wasn't the same. So anyways, drove all the way down to like, I think it was Circuit City in Colorado Springs. That was like when it was the big thing or Radio, I think it was Radio Shack. It was like Radio Shack was like the equivalent to like Best Buy nowadays, right? And mm-hmm. uh, yeah, so, but yeah, man. So you you sort of rolled right into the other topic, which is uh, streaming. And that's where I know you from. Uh, you've been a streamer mm-hmm. for Mecro Online for years now. Um, what what got you? I mean, like you said, you just decided. Was it just because you saw others doing it, you thought it was fun? Or you just, what, what enticed you to go down that road? So... I actually started streaming six months before I, I started playing MechWarrior Online with any kind of seriousness. Um, but I was streaming Dota 2, which uh, if you've ever looked at, you know, the the number of streams on, on uh, Dota 2 on Twitch, it's a very large number, which puts me at the bottom of a very long <laughs> list of, <laughs> of, a, of, yeah. of streamers. Yeah. But 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 I had but there was like no I, I didn't really have any idea what I was doing I, sure. I I I I turned on the camera I had my computer I just played the game and 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 you know played with my friends and sure. and occasionally someone would come in call me a noob and leave which welcome to the Dota community yeah. <laughs> um, but uh, but but the the whole what, what attracted me to streaming was really it, it's. I kind of think back to the way that video gaming was in the eighties and, and early nineties, right? When you got a, when, when you had a Nintendo or if you go back even further than Atari 2600 or Commodore 64, or, you know, any of those gaming consoles that are out there, um, you know, you might be the only kid on the block that has one of those gaming consoles because they weren't, they, they weren't cheap. Yeah. Um, and, and so you'd have like, you know, the neighborhood kids over, they would all yeah. be sitting on the couch. You'd be Watching, passing the controllers yeah, yeah. back and forth. And, and my brother, um, he he used to watch me play video games quite a bit. He actually took a lot of enjoyment out of it, um, which kind of which puzzled me at the time. I was like, what you you like sitting here watching this stuff? I don't get it. Yeah. <laughs> um, and, and and it wasn't until I I kind of put kind of the the experience from the eighties, my experience playing uh, Mech Warrior with my friends in the early nineties, and then seeing people coming up on you know seeing seeing this Twitch thing and going oh wow okay there's actually something here this is yeah. this is interesting and interacting with some streams and just watching them and and then i, I was like okay i i, I kind of see what's going on so that, that was kind of my 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 motivation to do it well yeah. one of my motivations the other one is you know i'm playing video games i i want to maybe see about making something of it um sure. you know sharing my sh- sharing my love and passion for video games for technology um, all of those kinds of things, you know, what? and it's like, like streaming is a good way to do it. I'm an introvert in, in, in real life. So even being able to have some kind of interaction with people, you know, this was like the perfect medium. Yep. Um, you know, it, it doesn't, it doesn't matter how many people are watching me. I'm still sitting in my living room or yep. now I've got a, I've got a dedicated streaming space, but you know, in my living room, I can turn things off and walk away. If I, if, if things got, you know, too much, like too much stimulus or anything like that. And, sure. th- and that actually never really happened. Yeah. I was, you're not the so, first one, obviously, to say that from the like introvert. Obviously, we've got I've, I've talked a lot. I think to be honest, I think the majority of streamers out there, it's a way for them to get over their a way to maybe meet head first their social anxiety. And then mm-hmm. also sometimes I think the depression aspect, but then be able to they're doing it on their terms and they yeah, it's not person to person it's a really it's a one-way thing when you're streaming right i mean you're here and you've got chat but it's a very safe place to be able to do that 
uh, you know, for the most part, as far as chat, chat's concerned, but yeah. like the build it, the settings there. And I think it's helped out a lot of people through streaming, um, that have had and, and do deal with that. And it's, mm -hmm. it's, it's definitely, I want to say an escape, but I would say it's more of a, it's a, it's a new media to be able to do it with. And yeah, hundred percent. Like I, I just like looking at like myself, I don't remember how I started streaming or why I started streaming. I just, mm -hmm. but I remember it was a funny moment. We were on vacation with my in-laws and we had some friends, the family, and we were staying with them down at the beach and they were playing Nintendo um, Switch, but they had it connected to the TV. And so you had me sitting there watching them her, you know, their parents watching and then my in-laws watching and everybody's just joking and they're playing Zelda and blah, blah, blah. And I looked over to my mother-in-law and I was like, this is what I do on a daily basis. And she was like, huh. <laughs> you know, because she didn't really understand it, right? The idea of like what, what mm. stream is, why would you tune in? It's like, well, it's just basically, it's the same idea, same concept, just a different setting, whether it's someone sitting at home on their computer playing a game or they're at work. A lot of people watch when they're at work and stuff like that, but it's a, it's a social aspect, right? And, and it's also the ability to provide some entertainment, right? So, so, so you, you take what I've said about gaming and the fact that I'm an introvert and all that kind of stuff. So, so now this is going to sound, you know, something diametrically opposed is that I grew up around musical instruments. So I, you know, I played piano when I was young, went to trombone and, um, you know, classical and classical guitar and standard, like, you know, like, and then going into DJing and then being a kind of a, a festival slash party DJ for 10 years. Um, so, so not only does, does gaming provide that or streaming rather provide that social aspect, but it also provides that, or it also kind of satisfies that, that itch to, to provide entertainment, to provide, sure. you know, enjoyment and value and fun and, and, and something that, uh, you know, you can kind of bring to people. Um, and, and it's actually kind of satisfying when people come in and they say that, you know, they've been a long time, you know, viewer yep. and they, they really enjoy uh, showing up and they, they, they think it's great. I, I, I get kind of over the moon when I hear things like that, because it means it's like, hey, not only am I, you know, satisfying kind of my own, um, you know, my, 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 my own requirements, but I'm also providing value to the people that watch. And, yeah. and that's and, and that's fantastic. Yeah, 100 percent. Like it, it validates to like. All the work and effort because it is work uh funny enough my wife we did a, it's a lot of work yeah it's a lot of work my wife uh we did a stream over the weekend where i was doing the building her home theater pc she had a few beers so she didn't feel comfortable so she just narrated here on camera it was a four-hour stream and she said that was exhausting how do you do that play a game interact with chat focus on game like how do you and i was like what well, you know, it was cool because she was like, I have a newfound appreciation for what you do. She's like, I'm sure it'd be easier if I did it again, but like, mother of God, like it's just sensory overload. And it's like, yeah, it takes time to to pick up that. I mean, um, definitely as a streamer. So um that's awesome. I mean, like I said, so you've been involved pretty much MechWare Battletech. You've never played but the tabletop. You, you know what's interesting? You're not the only one out there. You know, it's such I don't play tabletop games. I don't have a, a, a group to do that with, like at least not, I, I just don't have it. I have some stuff over there. We, I could do that, but it's just, it's not, 
I just, I don't know. Like it, that's, I think that's one of the toughest things that the tabletop, like Warhammer and Battletech, I think that's the biggest thing is like, how do you create uh, a rule set that's easy? I mean, and they did that, right? With the Alpha Strike rules to be able to maybe play games a little bit quicker or bigger battles quicker or even the smaller stuff quicker. Um, I feel like time and effort, especially when you look at the tabletop, because it can take quite a long time. And if you don't have like a game master that knows like all the rules, then you have to like sit there and read the rule book at the same time. So I'm not saying you're, I definitely think you should experience it. It is fun, especially if like you have some beers, uh, but yeah. Well, come on. I, I keep a, I, I keep a pewter Hellbringer oh, there you go. at my desk at all times. Yeah. So it's, Speak- and, and, and I did back. I, I did, oh, I was going to have, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Plan Kickstarter. So yeah. Yeah. Did you get your email yet or did you get, you know? I got the email. Yes, I reopened. Yes, I added. Oh, more. you added more. Oh, okay. I added, I, I added more. Okay. Um, I, I had I, I had to get another cleanse uh, heavy striker pack because okay. well, it because it has the Hellbringer in it. And gotcha. I, I I I have a Hellbringer or two in my MWO Mech Bay. Gotcha. Have, do you paint the minis? Like, is that? Um, I want to. Um, because yeah. I I I played like D and D in sure. uh you know my teens and and you know get, you're talking about having somebody that knows the rules imagine being in a room where you have somebody that has one bookshelf full oh. of like D and D manuals and character manuals and all that kind of stuff and somebody decides to call a rule violation and you end up spending the rest of the day digging through all the all the books let, let me just say some some kind of house rules came out of that of if gotcha. you can <laughs> if you can't identify it in five minutes then yeah no yeah no, it's yeah, not no. gonna happen yeah yeah um but but i but i, I kind of painted D miniatures uh rather terribly um funny enough my dad uh ha- is a, a big fan of painting miniatures he does uh uh like soldiers from the 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 neapolitan era uh the the you know napoleon stuff and sure. and kind of around that uh around that era and he is in- insanely good at it yeah i was gonna say um, i, I watched loken i watched loken paint all the time and yeah i'm jealous because like you'll see someone post up like pictures of theirs and you're like you know, like, oh, it looks like a five-year-old did that. And then you'll see someone else who did it. And it's like that, that it's like a professional did that. Anyways, I, I would be the five-year-old yeah. version, I suspect. So, um, and, and, and you think, oh, this looks, this looks easy. So you pick up some paints and pick yeah. up some brushes and you sit down and you go, oh, I don't even know where to start. <laughs> I don't even know where to, I'm, I don't, yeah. How much do you charge? Okay. Um, but yeah. okay. So, uh, as far as your, did you read any of the novels? Did you get into any of the lore? I, I I've started to read some of the novels. Um, I, you know, certainly re- read the, uh, the 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 uh, uh, the the uh, the the Great Death uh, uh, trilogy. Okay. okay. Um, to so, uh, to really so you have of... some appreciation for that. Okay. Oh, for sure, for yeah. sure. It's 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 finding the time to read it and also trying to. I, I as much as I love having physical books, I love that. Um, I also hate having physical books because they take up so much physical space. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so it's just try, I'm trying to find, you know, digital versions that I can sure. buy and uh, and then read them. And just, I just haven't really had much time. I love the smell uh, of to, books. To read them. I don't. Oh, it's, yeah. I like having books like uh, I know um, Pardo just came out with a new Battletech book and there you can download it digitally. Um, I need to reach out to him to a podcast. That would be great. Um, uh, but the print on demand from Amazon. And I'm like, yeah, I'd, I'd, I'd do that. Cause I like, I just like physically having them as a collection. So, um, 
Okay. So let me ask you a, a, a very important questions. You had to choose. Would you defend the inner sphere or would you be a clanner? Well, I, I love my Hellbringers too much, so. Oh, man. It's clanners all the way. Yeah, all right. Well, well, well. I, I'll say I'm really I'm more of a mercenary than anything. But oh. if I had to choose sides, planners then... hate mercenaries, you know. So, just yeah. saying, maybe you captured it. I don't know, man. See, I, I'm on the. Maybe. It's, it's weird. So I I read the novels early on too. Like so, I was very. I don't know when you're when you're a young kid, you you like. Obviously, you're impressionable, but like the idea of like the warrior caste system, the pinnacle, the elite of the elite, right? That's like when you read about the the clans and all that. You there's something the allure is there, but then as I've gotten older and I've reread the books and really thought, like I would, that's exactly opposite of what like because of what they stand for, right? Too. So like, mm -hmm. so now I'd be like, if I was that i think i would be more like akin to like uh you know uh phil and kel and the uh, wolven exiles where you're actually a clanner but you're defending in the inner sphere against the clans i don't know that's mm -hmm. that's my story i'm sticking with it so all right well so, it's more it's it's kind of more of like a kind of a, a romantic story you could say sure. on, the, on the inner sphere side from, from everything that i've read right yeah. because it's more about you know you know picking yourself up by your bootstraps you're sure. you're encountering kind of you know you know uh you know, odds that are they're stacked against you. Um, you know, all those. You know, as as far as like all the books that I've written, you know, that I have read that involved the clan, which there was a couple. Yeah. Um, it's kind of it's it's it, you're staring down the barrel of a of a bigger gun, but you have to outthink them in order to win. I mean, there's 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 a lot of interest in in the kind of the inner sphere uh, side of the story, which is I, which is why I really want to read more of the books. Gotcha. Yeah. Well, they're good. I well, I should say, they're. Some of them are, I mean, it's not like high reading. It's not like Moby Dick or whatever, but like, I, I think they're good. I mean, especially I look forward to like when I have kids and I can be like, hey, your dad's a big nerd. You should read these you know, novels too. And anyways, but yep. all right. I, so I, I enjoy, I enjoy novel series that, that uh, really capture the imagination. Like there's like the Richard Sharp uh, novel okay. series. Yeah, yeah. Um, I've, I've read those like so many times, like from like childhood. Gotcha. But it's like that. The it's the adventure aspect yeah. that that really attracts me. And I think the the uh, BattleTech books probably have that, which yeah. is you know especially especially the especially the great gray death like the yeah. the gray death set set is very much felt like that. Yeah, and it's such a wide scope of like novels as well. So like you have your sort of intimate small engagements and small merc stuff and stories and like all that all the way up to where you'll have like these battles of like you can't even like fathom it because it's like such a massive scale right and then mm -hmm. on the on again on the complete opposite you'll have some like uh you know covert ops desk teams being dropped behind enemy lines it's a it's a really cool thing i mean i i love it just for the fact of it really sets the tone um and uh i think this is a good like sort of segue as far as like tone and and capturing that um into You've been playing MechWare Online. Uh, you were part of the, by the way, I've listened to the uh, community, the competitive community. It's a podcast. I don't know why you guys just, <laughs> Ash, get with it. Just call it a podcast. Like, just stop being coy. It's a podcast. All right. It's okay. You can, you can join the club. It's cool. All right. Do it. I, I think that was Bear Claw's fault in, 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 in He's all young. Bears. You can't listen to him. He doesn't, <laughs> doesn't, I, he, it's, it's been cool. Like, it's it's tough because like on on one hand 
like getting to know everybody throughout the streaming community and like uh and that's why i wanted to have this and pick your brain and like you know get to know you and someone who's listening uh out there get to know you obviously you're on the uh, uh the community competitive community podcast let's just call it that uh you guys talked about a multitude of things uh i also have the pdf i'll have all this linked down below for those and i'll also link to the video if you haven't watched it um but you guys were coming at the discussion of Mecca Online. Uh, before we dive into that, I, I want to get your first. Obviously, you listen to Podcast 204. I think a lot of people did. Did you have initial reactions? That was the one with Russ, right? Was yeah. One with, uh... yeah. So I, I um, kind of internally jumped for joy a little bit. Um, when I went, you know, just, just at the face of it, when you hear that, um, you know, Prana Games is, is willing to start developing a MechWarrior online again, um, felt really happy to hear that. I, I kind of had a feeling it, it would, it would make a lot of sense just because, you know, they did, they do have the IP renewal. They have the game already here. Um, you know, it, it's, it's good to hear that they're wanting to do some, do stuff with it again. Um, so on, on, you know, certainly it's like the, uh, the, the, the elation was there of, you know, we're going to hopefully get something that's meaningful to the, to the community. Um, and then of course I started to kind of, you know, panic a little bit internally. It's like, okay, well, what is this going to look like? What, what, where is the focus going to be? Is it going to, is it going to align? Is the community going to be receptive? Is PGI going to be receptive to, you know, some of the community proposals and, um, when I, when I think of that podcast and I think, uh, and if I go back a year to when MechWarrior 5 came out, you know, I kind of saw a bit of a different, a, a bit of a different PGI in, in a way, because, you know, now, now they're developing a game that embraces modding, which means that they're, you know, embracing kind of, you know, community, you know, you know, community contributions to the game and, and, you know, it's, it's more sky's the limit versus a bit more of a walled garden for MWO because it's a, it's a, you know, client server type service. Um, and, and I felt that the communication was very, was very different and in a positive way, because it was more, it was way more collaborative. Um, when we had the PSR, uh, discussion over the summer, um, that for me was the, um, was the idea that, Hey, we're really moving in the right direction as far as you know kind of the community's relationship and then um you know bringing darren back i, I certainly got all excited I, I i had messaged matt like right pretty much right away going you held this from me well yeah. not that i ever know not that i really know anything but uh you know he was kind of teasing me i'll just wait till see, wait till you see what happens on friday he jumped in my stream to say that yeah so 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 i was i was i, I was certainly excited um, I, I tempered my expectation a little bit because we didn't really understand, and we still don't quite yet understand what that um, the community involvement means. Sure. So, you know, I, I'm you know when when you think of the the three hour uh, stream that we had, um, I don't know what they're going to adopt from that. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. But it's good that we get it out there and get people talking about it, which I think is the most important one. And then we can see what what kind of consensus we can build. Sure. I mean, and, and that that PDF. I didn't see anything crazy on it. I mean, it pretty much aligned with stuff that me and Mike had talked about. Me and Tori had talked about multiple people on stream have talked about. And, and I wanted to sort of dive in to some of those things. Um, you know, you said you were anxious on one hand I, I don't know about you but like i 
and I think this is why so many people, you know, are hesitant to jump on board the, yeah, let's do it. Like, this is awesome because the reality of it is it has been two plus years, uh, two years. Okay, we could say two years. It has been two years. And then on top of that, like Solaris, you know, skill tree, the things that like a lot of the things that you guys brought up have been in, uh, you know, accumulated over the past five years. And so like, I totally understand someone out there who's like, I'll believe it when, I, you know, I see it. And me and you have talked a lot about like being streamers. And for me, I don't like being negative. I don't like, sur I don't surround myself with negativity. I don't surround myself with negative people. Uh, I just feel like that's, it's just, that just doesn't work for me. And I know me and you have talked a lot about that um, because it can be sometimes frustrating as a streamer where not that you're trying, like you're trying to be positive, or I don't know how to say this, but you just have someone just come in a chat and just like, regardless of what you do, it's just, just like shitting all over like anything. They can't, they, they can't even see any positive light. And I feel like that's been uh, a tough thing for me in the past, uh, I would say two years, what was really tough was when we did do contract work for them, having someone come in and just, it was like, just, just this constant barrage of like, how have you been handling chat since this news came out have you seen a positive uptick have you seen the same old sort of like you know like again i'll believe it when i see it i mean what's it been like for you as a streamer since the news came out well i mean i, I think most people who know who i am know you know as far as like my my stance on constructive versus kind of for lack of better terms toxic feedback right in that um, if somebody wants to be angry at the game and angry at the developer and just be angry, th that's fine. I I've got no issues with that. It it's when you're, you're when people, well, not, not you particularly, but just, just when the, the royal you, when, when, gotcha. when somebody is, is being a little bit more vocal, but in, in the midst of all this uh, vitriol, you get like a, a really good piece of feedback in there. It's like, oh, if you just didn't have the first part in there, um, then this feedback would be perfect and constructive and and maybe they can do something with it. Um, as far as my stream goes, I, I think most people like the, the, the most people that have come by have been um, at kind of at worst, they've been they're just they're they're more of the I'll believe it when I see yeah. it camp. Yeah. Not not so much the um I you know I I don't believe them or anything like that but I'll just I'll, I'll just I'll, I'll believe it when I uh, when I believe when I see it. You know there's still a lot of people that haven't heard the news so some sure. like you know, if you're on Reddit and sometimes you oh they're never, they're, they're going to turn the servers off tomorrow. It's like did did you not <laughs> see the announcement and the podcast? Yeah, it's like and... <laughs> bro, did you listen to that pod? Yeah, it's like I I've, I've seen that a few times like do, does does he not know these you know are they <laughs> But you can't blame someone, right? Like, again, if they've disappeared from the game and they don't, you know, there's. No, for they're not sure. relying on social media. They're not relying on. Yeah. So, you know. But but I mean, like I said, the 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 feedback and conversation has been has been generally um, uh, generally good. Um, I, I haven't just because of work commitments, I haven't actually had a chance to stream too much since my uh, since the, uh, the the uh, the 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 stream on the weekend. Sure. The, uh, the community podcast um so th so really like that like kind of the post discussion there is the one that's very very interesting because now we've kind of you know the, the cards are out on the table right these these are the kind of things that we're we're hoping to be able to get community backing and and um 
you know, pass that off to uh, Piranha Games, and hopefully they'll they'll see the you know the, the the stream and the chat and the a lot of the the a lot of the good feedback that we had on 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 that. Um, but uh, yeah, it's it's um, I'm slightly losing my train of thought. Here, no, you're but, fine. Uh, no, it, so, it, it's been. No, I was gonna say so the the podcast in general. Like I said, I don't I don't think it was nice that it was organized uh, the way it was. Uh, there was a few things that like. Um, 100% agree. There's a lot of low-hanging fruit that I think is just quality of life issues, which is sort of what they're going at um, as well. And it's going to be interesting how Darren and Matt um, sort of basically, I mean, I don't envy any of those guys right now, the amount of like just information overload, but rip, I, rip I, Darren's I, inbox. That's all I have to say. Yeah. Like I have seen this constant, like outside of like grandiose ideas for faction play or grandiose ideas for like, you know, uh, some feature of X, Y, and Z, or, hey, you should do this with balance. To me, that's cool. I have no input really on numbers. I'm not a spreadsheet guy. I, you know, like, as far as like weapon balance, I feel like that's like in the weeds. Like you're like really in there. Um, but facilitating the talk about the, the big stuff, and you guys did a really good job with that. I mean, from uh, the quality of life skill tree. I think something I wanted to sort of ask you too is like, you guys didn't dive into it much because it 100% agree, you need to know what PGI is also thinking first because of P because it is big deal. And I 100%, I think it's a great idea that you guys basically said is, hey, skill tree needs to be fixed, but how it gets fixed really depends on PGI because you can't, like Mike was saying, just revert back to the old system. Well, then you're dealing with when we adopted the new system, having to give everybody their skill points back in a certain way. Like, how does that work? The master, like all that, blah, blah, blah. Um, mm -hmm. So we really need that that communication with uh, Darren and Matt first before they're like, yes, we're going to commit to this. Or, hey, maybe our time is better served a different route. Um, so like that, I think that's a lot of Sometimes people just don't forget. And even, you know, when me and when Mike talked about it, you know, that wasn't brought up. It's like there is a bigger discussion, too, is like the the involvement for the community of like now you're going to have to reclick all those other things. Right. Like even if it's like less, like even if you're talking about like nine clicks, it's still nine times potentially 600 max or whatever. Or like how does that how does that system work? So um, I like that you guys brought that up. Um, if if you could would you change would you get rid of skill tree in its current form do you think this do you think the current skill let me rephrase this do you think the current skill tree is a net positive or net negative to mwo currently so i think the skill tree is a step in the right direction from the old system of getting a little bit more um kind of granular customization of your of your mech and the and the role that it plays um, but if I remember correctly from back when skill tree was launched there, it wasn't like it, there wasn't an iterative change, right? It was the skill tree was launched and I think like one or two nodes might've gotten changed or, or moved slightly. I think that's about the, the limit. And sure. then they said, there we go. That's it. Yeah. And I, I, I think that for them to release the skill tree as it was when they released it. Um, and then if they, you know, three months or so down the line made some adjustments based on community feedback. I think that would have been better. 
right? In in hindsight, right, we can easily say that it would be it would have been better for them to have made adjustments to it. Sure. Um, you know, I I, I, I I my my opinions on the skill tree have changed over the uh, over the years because when I really started to play the game with you know you know beyond just you know joking around on stream was after the skill tree was was announced so for me i didn't have the same struggles that some of the more experienced players have had um but i can also understand exactly where they're coming from around having to click nodes that that make absolutely no sense to get to the things yeah. that you want especially like in the sensor tree and the operations yeah. trees um and you know having having taking having it take so long it wasn't until i really really saw the math yeah. around how long it takes the average player to yeah. skill out one mech and then you know because i only you know when when a new mech pack when they were being released i would always buy an ultimate pack times that by five seven, six seven eight, mechs yeah yeah it's <laughs> you know quite, it, it just it's it quite just, crazy yeah you know I, I really kind of i really understood where everybody was coming from at, at that sure. point and i'm like yeah. okay yeah like you know it needs to be reduced um there's like i know there's a few kind of ideas that are out there that yep. are that are pretty interesting i haven't dove into them in, in a lot of detail quite well, yet I, i'm trying not to get married too much to you know uh, micro changes sure. to any of these things because you know temp i'm trying to keep my own expectations tempered sure. and and then focus when prana games says hey let's do this and, yeah. and then work on it yeah and we still have a lot of ideas i mean i remember Salama had done that mock-up back in the day i think the the, the problem is how do they want to handle it do they want to because i think the bones are fine it's just uh, obviously fixing some of that grind and fixing also from the new player experience too. Like it is not, I mean, you could be like, oh, well, look at Path of Exile, but I guarantee Path of Exile has a better uh, system at introducing you as a you know newer player to that system. And then on top of that, the grind did exponentially increase. Like I get the whole, they broke away from the, you have to have three of a kind sort of thing to the, that, this system. Um, okay. So like you, you've sort of changed, uh, so you'd say, would you, would you remain neutral on it? You're not, you don't hate it, but you don't love it. I, like I'm, I'm ambivalent. I, 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 I'll say I'm kind of more neutral on it. I mean, I've, 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 I've dealt with the, the, uh, the, you know, kind of the, the, you know, the, the, the aspect of, you know, learning what the skill tree is, what the nodes do, yeah. you know, I, I have like five or six different skill tree patterns that I pretty much use Let's across see. all my mechs. So, okay. You just brought that up and I brought this up on stream. I feel like mm -hmm. it's actually, there is no choice. I feel like yeah. it's, it's a, it's a fallacy. Like, and, and what I mean by this is if you have a laser vomit, you do the exact same thing, no matter if you have a, missile you oh missile and you know energy you go missile and ballistic you go the same like and th that's where i feel like the whole idea of like choice like you get to choose you, you mentioned that at the very beginning i don't think that's like when you when you actually look at it as objectively like min maxing like what are the best nodes for using those 91 no uh, points i don't think there's a lot of difference between uh the builds if you talk like like just talk about like the 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 top like let's just just use them as a as a template as far as like the best choice for killing your enemies with or whatever or utilizing those nodes and that's where i feel like the system sort of fell flat it's like this oh you you get to quirk this or that but i mean again from the new player's experience i just started a new account when i was playing on ngng tv 
it takes 4 million, 4.3 million to unlock 991 nodes. And that's if you know what you're doing too. That's another thing too, is like the new players like can get hammered when they get in there because they have no idea what they're doing. They're like, oh yeah, I'll invest in the jump jet tree or, oh yes, I'll invest in, you know, uh, a little bit of mobility here. Oh, fire, you know, but they don't know or whatever. So, um, Okay, yeah, so when when you consider the new player experience for 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 skill tree, right? The like, any new player experience that's in the game currently was created well before the skill tree. Yeah. Right? So so it doesn't really talk about the skill tree at all. And then and same thing too with the mech lab, right? The mech lab is another yeah. one that's a complete black hole for new for, for new players because they're like what are all these weapons? Yeah. What are and all these hard points? What makes sense? It's not even like the new players and this, you guys brought this up and I, and I know the community has said it that if you're going to keep this system um that the trial mechs need to have skill trees as themselves if anything just for a visual like okay this is a laser vomit mech okay i see what they're doing like on this or just to set them uh, for success because like having i think right now there's three trial mechs that have ecm but they're not optimal and that plus the builds are old and i i was i was talking to darren about this like i i honestly think like if you just Ask Jay-Z, just like he did in the past. Hey, Jay-Z, every much. quarter, can you just give me a new list? He would happily bend backwards to do it. He'd be like, oh, heck yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, he's the nicest guy ever. And he wants new players to succeed. So, like, I feel like sure. um, uh, I agree with you. I think there's there's positive. It will be interesting sort of seeing. I don't want to go through this entire doc. Um, I just want to talk to you. There's a lot there. Yeah, I wanted to, because there's a few things that I wanted to pick your brain about um because um i'm not really sold on some of these ideas i, I will say this uh um <laughs> i think uh torso heat spike yeah i don't think there's anybody arguing this um 8v8 let's talk sell me on oh, it okay. because i'm not sold man i uh during the stream you you i i don't i don't know and I don't think any of you do. So this is just an opinion and or a theory that it would stop Potato Land and Rotato Land. I don't think it would stop NASCAR. Like, and would it improve matches? And why is, like, sell me on the the, the thing. Because, again, I've, I've talked to a lot of people about it. Why is this? I can understand from Jay's perspective as far as matchmaking. I can understand that because that, that's analytical. Mm -hmm. Right, like okay, you know, you're taking twelve per team going down eight. That's gonna leave, you know, like stuff like that. But sell me, why are you or are you in favor of eight v eight and why? So I am, and if if you if you rewind to before the queues were combined, there was a two week test that was dropped on us at the very last minute. When I say very last minute, it was on a Friday. I know because that's of course my it was like about an about an hour before my Friday stream where Paul announced that, oh, by the way, group Q is now 8v8. Yeah. And uh, we're going to we're going to run run with this for a while, um, you know, completely out of the blue. Nobody had any idea it was coming. And we had some of the best matches in 8v8 group Q um, because, I mean, one, we were able to take a full group, which was great, especially because my Friday night streams are usually all about the community. So we have people of all skill levels and we all just, you know, group up and have fun. Um, we got absolutely stomped sometimes, but 
you know, the the everything about the gameplay about gameplay felt different. Um, you know, NASCAR didn't happen anywhere near as much. Um, you know, we were taking different positions, different mechs, different firing lines. Um, you know, the communication was different. Um, it was perhaps a bit nerve wracking for people that um, never really played the game in 8v8 in a in, in a queue setting like that. Um, and, and the the feedback that that I read on like on my stream in a few of the discords that I'm in, um, kind of on you know the casual side and on the competitive side is it is it was a resounding success. And you know it was you could go into the group queue at almost any time during that two week stretch. And whether it's a whether you had an even group or an odd group, um, and you could find a match. And the matches were generally fun. They were challenging. Sometimes they were one sided. Again, there's no you know, there, there's no PSR matchmaker in group queue, right? So, so you know, we have, we have our expectations tempered from there. But the enjoyment was, was really there, and people were, were really interested in coming back because of the renewed interest. But, of course, it only lasted for two weeks, and then it turned into, into the combined queue. Okay. Now, where, the, you know, where, where that 8v8 discussion went to is something that actually Paul had said that, we, that they can't do, and that's uh, 8v8 with solo opt-in to fill in the blanks if, say, there's only kind of, you know, like odd number groups or something like that in the queue. Um, you know, you, you probably saw the, when, when I pulled the audience and said, hey, everyone <laughs> hit this, and you probably yeah, that you would saw probably, the, this, this. That would have probably been biased, though, if we're honest here. Yeah, um, well, well, yeah, because so. it's 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 the, the the platform that we were on. We were on the MW League's disc, yes. uh, uh, stream, so certainly there the is more of a competitive yeah. audience. Um, I mean, again, I'm 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 half of one, half half sure. of the other, um, and I mean, I certainly enjoyed it. It'd be great to be able to drop with more people again. Um, so 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 as far, go ahead. No, go, I was going to say, okay, so from a matchmaking standpoint. It would potentially help from a gameplay perspective. I would like to, I guess moving forward, it's like I would still want to be sold on it because, like, I did play. I mm -hmm. the matches were there. I would maybe push back on. It's interesting because, on one hand, you're acknowledging that groups have a huge impact on the outcome of the match, right? That, that I mean, we saw that finally from uh, uh, Paul when they did merge the queues and they changed it from instead of being able to take 12, they said four. Here's the tonnage. I still think, by the way, and that's why I brought up with the podcast with uh, Russ, is would you be willing to bring that down to three or two? Because in my opinion, groups have too much control on the outcome, not tonnage. That can be it doesn't matter what you do don't wait oh okay let's do weight class no it doesn't matter you take four good players the outcome of the match if there's not an equally skilled team on the other side is gonna they're gonna win like it's it just and they can be goofing off and they're gonna win so would let's just say they make the change and say 8v8 solo, because I think that's sort of what you guys were saying is the solo queue would become the solo queue again with 8v8, not 12v12. Well, we, we, we didn't necessarily say 8v8 solo queue. It's more just the 8v8 but group why queue you, with solo opt-in. But why wouldn't you? Like, if your argument is you had better gameplay mm -hmm. and you saw a reduction in maybe player behavior, because I'm going to be very frank with anybody who's listening to this, if you're a high skill player, you generally actually 
are the ones rotating as well and doing the rotato. And I see this time after again, you fuckers are like the ones leading the charge and your Vulcans and all that, because you know, flanking and maneuvering and putting that pressure, it works, it works. And that's why you do it. Why wouldn't you then say the same thing in solo and have say, if match quality improves in group, why wouldn't, you know, why wouldn't you go down to eights in solo? So part of that is from feedback. Okay. So, what, what, you know, reading the 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 couple of the uh, the MWO forum threads about kind of you know the the, the big one one's got like up to four hundred and some odd replies. Um, there were people that were like, "Don't take my twelve v twelve solo play away from me," kind of thing. Um, so I, I would be uh, solo queue has never really been the problem as far as matchmaking speed. You know, for, like especially on, like during peak times, off off times. Solo is fine. I can. Yeah. Yeah. So solo queue itself is fine. I, I don't think there really is a need to 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 change it. But then providing somewhere for these for for, for groups to go. Okay. So you right? guys are so, more so, make, making the suggestion in groups because groups was was having a population issue. You're saying instead yeah. of the twelves go down to eights because one the game plays better. Two matchmaking is going to improve because you're able to take those two. Okay. I I, I get you, I get you there now. Okay. So and 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 I mean I'll, I'll be. I, I kind of don't want to speak for other people on the panel. I don't know what the others' opinions are about group Q versus solo Q and 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 eight v eight versus twelve v twelve. As in in that and that's right. Aside from oh. like you know the group group Q eight v eight, I think you know we talked about that one at length. Yeah. I don't think that we. I, I might not have the right opinion and the, the everybody else's opinion on the, the solo on the solo Q side. Sure. I'm assuming that they do, um, but I'm I, I might be wrong. And, and if, if if that's the case, then well, it changed not, something. Not, not like it did change, yeah. but I also feel like a lot of. I don't think it's the only thing it changed, and that's why like I'm hesitant. I'm all for it. I'm not. I'm not against it. Again, that's why I'm asking questions. I'm asking because sure. I'm not the only one who asks questions. If I'm asking questions and I'm not sure, then there's going to be other people out there that you know not need to be convinced, but like on some like what is eight v eight, and I, and I. The only reason I question 8v8 is versus 12v12 is like if it's from a population and, and Q standpoint, okay, I, I get that the numbers wise. But if you're also reinvesting your population goes up, then, you know, the group Q could go back to 12v12s as well. And it wouldn't be necessarily a problem. I feel like I just have to not see it to believe it, but like I think a testing would be there like why wouldn't you yep. just sort of split i think everyone would agree that having groups in the solo or having that merge queue was never good from the start and it was always going to be a one-way show and solos were just going to get hosed and that that is one of the balance mechanisms of solos is you don't have the necessary uh control of the outcome of the match i mean you're one of 24 people or in this case you know 12 on your team um, you're expected to carry, expected to do, you know, like you can pull off some amazing stuff. Also, you can be on Rotato Potatoville too. It can happen. But um, okay, so AB8, Group Q, gameplay. I guess I need to ask, why not reduce it down to two-man groups? You can certainly do two-man groups, but there is something to be said for people that want to be able to play with their friends, Ooh. right? And 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 that's where we kind of we, we we run into a bit of a a bit of a conflict, right? Like certainly there's the there there's the you know the ability to do matches and all that kind of stuff, but some people just want to be able to group but up then with, you, with some friends. Then you'd right? be sacrificing 
match quality because you are going to get raffle stomped by good players. And those good players yeah. could then potentially rule the queue. And let's just say, let's just theoretically say mm-hmm. 228th is rolling out deep. Eon's rolling out deep. JGX, Ghost of Nox, all these groups out there. Sorry if I forgot you guys. RJF, all those guys. You're run, if you're out there in eight-man groups all sweaty, what is... The reason I'm getting into this is what is 8v8 supposed to be? Could it be that, like, are you trying to create a competitive, and I don't mean like the comp queue per se for doing like worlds, I'm saying, but maybe you are to some extent. It's like, is it, is it, is, is this what we're basically wanting? Is it sweaty queue? Which is, you no, know, if you know going into it, the, the group queue, you're going to need to bring your A game every single time because that's sort of how it used to be. You'd roll around in fun builds and then, oh shit, we'd run into, you know, whoever, SJR, and then SJR would run into some other group and then they would get also, you know, like it was this escalation, mm-hmm. if you will. Is that what we're wanting? Or do you recognize and say group Q needs to also be accessible by the masses and and realizing that PSR can only do so much, especially in groups. Let's be honest, it's really not going to do anything for groups. Um, would you or should you make it to where it's only two or three men? Because when you, when when I listened to the the podcast, you guys were like, "Well, just keep the four man groups," and I'm just thinking, Jesus Christ! You think one third of the team is strong right now in in solos? Now you're going to say fifty percent of the team is grouped? Um, like, but what are you? What are you? You know, what are your thoughts on that? So, in a game where you in a game where where skill is valued. Um, in a certain sense, right? If you're if you're good at the game, you have you have good game knowledge, then you're going to, you know, like you're you're going to get on top. Those people need to have an outlet. Now, I know that some people are going to say, "Oh, well, that's what comp queue is for. Comp queue is only active for like a month or two, a year at most, and everything else is private lobbies and community driven uh, comp events and that kind of thing." Um, so certainly, group queue would cert- would, would be hard mode in 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 many ways and that's not necessarily a bad thing sure um but what it would um what it would depend upon is it would depend upon an increasing population and people willing to go into group q um you know psr if you're if if the matchmaker is able to act able to average out psr values in the for everybody in the group and then and and uh um kind of balance it that way that might address that might i don't really know the you know the, the, the you know the mechanics behind that too too well um but um you know like like that could be a way to put a to wrap a matchmaker around group queue but for anything related to group queue via ap8 um you know even going back up to 12v12 again it's it, it's going to be dependent on the ability to um to, to have people play the game sure um if if the game can't handle group queue then you know, we're going to go back to combined queue again. So one of the ideas that was suggested, because it kind of merges with something that uh, Matt had mentioned and Matt and I had talked about it on stream once, is the idea of an event queue. So rather than it just be locked into a typical thing, it was just, it's an event queue. You know, Ur- Irby's with like, you know, plus thousand percent missile velocity and everybody plays one kind of thing. You know, something that's that's silly and stupid and fun, right? For the sake of it being fun and and weird. And then when it's not when they're not doing events in the event queue, it could just sit there and be uh, 
either an idle queue where they could just do it eight v eight, or they could hide it, or or something along those lines. So, so we do, yeah. you know, I know there's always the fear about having multiple buckets. Yeah, buckets, right. Yeah, but um, but, or, but I mean, if it's eight v. Here's the thing: if it's eight v eight with solo opt in, and we would have, and if we have the ability to queue in to both solo queue and group queue as a solo player, right? Then that will help to round that out. Now, there's some argument over how you would balance where sure. a, a, where a player yeah. would go one way or the other, yeah. right? That's that's getting into minutia that yeah. I, I'm, you know, yeah. that, that that's that we don't have to talk about at the moment. But but as a concept, right? You could then have people queuing up for both solo and group. Yeah. That would fill in the blanks as far yeah. as group queue is concerned. You'd still you could have also solo you queue. could also just make it ABA and say four man groups. You like you have to have four people. Like you could do do yeah. that, and then that way. You never have to worry about solos. Solos can remain solos. And if you want to play in the group queue, just hop in with four of your buddies or three, you know, three of your buddies and you'd be a four man and you roll deep. Like I said, I, I think it's interesting. I like I'm not for or against. I, I, I'm not uh, I, I don't like always giving my opinion because, again, people always ask, but I feel like I want the discussion to come from, you know, yourself and others and, you know, like. I'll roll with whatever. Um, I just want to bring up like, I have concerns. Like, why is this better than another? And, you know, what about doing two, you know, two man groups or three man group, you know, so forth and so on. So I'm, I'm not sold on AB8, like as far as behavior, I can understand where they're coming from, but something did change when we went to 12s. But if you also remember, when we went to 12s, it was an instant rotation. And I feel like, NASCAR comes it, it it it's player behavior because when you jump into a tier three match you just don't see it very often you don't like I'll, <laughs> that's that's the thing is wrong yeah and so like if it's player behavior I just feel like how do you change the player behavior obviously you have eight more max on the field um you have more lights potentially as well you have fast and I feel like that's something that wasn't really discussed which is mobility on certain chassis definitely was was hit hard because of desync uh but a lot of chassis are just fine right now and obviously you see them being used and so i feel like the game is just sped up and also assaults aren't uh scary anymore to the extent right uh, lone direwolf uh, you know the spawn locations you guys got brought up i think 100 percent. everybody's calling for that to be fixed but like mm -hmm. I feel like the game has sped up as well. And so like, it just, it just, it, it's, I don't think the 12 V 12 necessarily started the rotation. I think it was a, a layer of it, just like the layer of better mechs have came out. LFEs came out, new weapons came out. Some got nerfed, some, you know, like laser vomit, being able to like hold a corner, you know, or, or, you know, just all that, everything has sort of shifted. I mean, um, so I feel like it's multiple things I, and that's where I'm just not sold on the 8v8 necessarily being the end all be all, but mm -hmm. I'm open to test it. I think that would be a, a, the product, a good thing. Right. And, and even, even if you were to say, Hey, we're going to go group Q and we're going to go 8v8 for a month. And then we're going to do, you know, we're going to look at the analytics, see what you guys think, should we leave it or not? And if not, then you switch back to 12v12 and you do format, whatever it is. I mean, either or it's worth testing. Right. Yeah, a more structured kind of test is needed rather than just a casual. Oh, we're gonna we're we're we're, we're turning this group queue into into eight v eight, 
and and we're gonna we're gonna watch things like like that was the that was the extent of it right whereas um you know with the soup queue they got a little bit more consultation um there were some adjustments made to try to you know balance things out thinking you know again going the the tonnage versus skill discussion because i think they, they dropped the uh, lance tonnage down a little bit to yeah. um you know try to stop the uh the, you know the super groups from from going in you know that that doesn't matter <laughs> yeah but uh but yeah, like something a little something a little more structured. But like I said, like it, it could just be that we have a we have a, a queue for special events, and sometimes that special event is eight v eight groups, right? Mm -hmm. That that's 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 the alternative because then that 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 queue can be used for other things. You could then queue up for both of them. People can do the silly things if they want. They can do the more serious uh, uh, gameplay and soup queue if they want. If they want to go really hard, they can go into faction play and and drop over there, right? So so it it provides reasonable options, but the ability to queue up for multiple is a big part of that. Sure. Well, cuz that and, way you And that's what I was saying is like even outside of if just 8v8 was where the events happen or even you can technically even do it in solo but like even if it wasn't as like crazy as like a Irby with doing a thousand damage but even if it was like hey we're doing um you know assault day everybody you got to take assaults whatever whatever it is you can do that in all the queues but i i feel like i think you'd have buy-in right now like if you just flip the switch right now and said hey group queues back but you have to have a four man and it's 8v8 I think right now you'd have enough population to do that 24 seven. And especially for uh, players that maybe have gone away and were like, that's the thing too, is like, even if, if I joke and I call out top players of, of, you know, exacerbating the issue, they, they don't like it. It's, it's not fun. It's not challenging. They don't like to mm -hmm. seal stomp. They, they would rather be in a, 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 a more of a competitive environment where um you know but i don't know it'd be interesting especially with like uh one i wonder if this conversation uh from two from the podcast from russ has i don't know i haven't looked on steam like the analytics has there been an uptick in players with that uptick in players and then like i said if you made it where you had to have four then it just solves your issue you don't have to worry about one two you know three you don't it just gets rid of it it's just it's simple four man group go it's you know um, and to be fair, you were around before when that was like that, basically, granted solos were still mixed in, but like there was multiple times where you'd run into SJR on one side, SJR on the other side, because they were rolling around multiple formats. And it, I do remember it being very competitive because like you knew like what you were getting into and you knew you had to bring your A game. And so like. I don't think there's anything wrong. You, you're min-maxing ahead of time because you know it's, you know, so, yeah. Um, maybe. Yeah, I mean, I mean as, as, as far as, like, you know, like, attracting, you know, like, bringing the kind of the old players back with 8v8 group queue, you know, it's important to point out that, you know, that that change alone um, will only bring people back for a sure. short amount of time on its own, yeah. right? It, it needs to be coupled with other kind of important you know you, you have you know you have, you have three aspects right you got your you're attracting new players keeping new players and bringing the old players back right and you need to be able to satisfy all three of them in order to get your your growing pop your population to grow again and to be stable yeah um you know 8v8 would have bring people back uh certainly for a short time long yeah. time i have no idea yeah. um but unless other things are changed alongside of it it'll be that, that that's that that's a tough one right yeah 
most most definitely like and that's why i feel like i said this in stream yesterday um i said it's almost like i mean everything you guys have on this dock is almost like a re reverting basically the changes that have happened in five years really that's what it is i mean if, if, if you net look at it skill tree never really got iterated on and so either we keep it or replace it whatever that looks like mobility uh side torso destruction i mean it's sort of what i was talking about with uh the mic and it was reassuring to hear and not like in a negative way uh it was reassuring because that means me just being a regular joe schmo thinking of ideas and then talking to mike and talking to you and talking to other people in chat it, there's multiple things that are aligning the community can get behind was there anything that like you guys weren't really seeing eye to eye was there any like anything that popped up and you guys were like mm. um as far as like the, the conversation that we had um i mean there there you know you, you're in that discord so we we had talked a lot about sure. a lot of this um you know before the before the stream so there you know it, it was certainly more of a a sharing um, you know, a sharing exercise, but also, you know, soliciting feedback and, or, and, you know, watching the chat to see what the, you know, what the feedback is. And, and for the most part, everybody, you know, was pretty kind of receptive to it. Sure. Um, you know, they, 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 they we're, we're trying to kind of make suggestions that were easy to, well, as far as what we're concerned is, is easy to implement and stuff that would bring kind of the enjoyment back into sure. the game. Low hanging fruit um, versus stuff that might involve a little bit more time and effort you know yeah what you're open to what, it's just you need to know what pgi is willing to do yeah because i mean the way that i look at it um you know again because i work in it i i i i can see things i can kind of have an appreciation as far as what pgi has to do in order to do this you know they're ramping up a, a development team for for mwo so they need to get reacquainted with the with the code and with the game and you know they're doing kind of their you know their feature audit of of the game so so start small and kind of you know, yeah. you you pile on the more complicated changes as you go, as you're getting more getting reacquainted with it again. You know, being away from from a game from a development aspect for two years that's a long time. Yeah. To what not you, be thinking. What do you think? Like, if you can, I want to put you on the spot. If you could name one thing, like what? What is there any one thing that you've heard over and over and over? What drove people away? The game stopped being well. That's it, 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 it was a reduction of fun. Um, that's the way, the easiest way to do it. The, the the development kind of stagnated. Everything kind of you know, like you know, Rubelite was like the the last uh, custom map or the last truly yep. new map that was released, yep. and that was a great map and is a great map, and it's Best one of my map. favorites. Yep, absolutely. But then that kind of that kind of stopped, right? Yeah. Like, and and it the the development started to get a little bit anemic but that's also because they were you know shifting gears over to you know over to mech 5 um so there wasn't really as much kind of reason for it to bring players back right it was yeah. everybody knows what's going to happen they're going to load into a match it's going to it's it's going to be a, a one of the one of the maps that they already know about they're going to run around in circles and whoever runs around in circles yeah. the slow the, the slowest die yeah and and so that kind of you know frustrating gameplay um and you know like, so, like kind of lack of new features and, and lack of variety um it it, it 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 people don't want to play the same things over and over again especially in a live service like this 
So basically what you're saying it's it's when that two years ago. It was basically when everything went mech five and we had small little station. Like I don't know how long has it been since we had the side torso destruction, but like that's the unfunny. Like I I said this. No one asked for this. No one. No one like I I get where I get where Chris is in a weird place of like balancing standard versus LFE versus XL. And to be fair, Bowser did bring that up, uh, which I'm glad he did because it is a problem per se, but I just feel like the way it went about it, no one wanted that. And, and like, I feel like that's this observable changes that we've had. And look, I, I'm guilt like I was behind the quirks like I did all the initial quirks up until Chris took over. <laughs> I wanted to make changes that I'm sure that people would have disagreed with. But like, you know, a lot of people say like, hey, I really enjoy that time. And I'm that's awesome that you did. And I had a lot of fun. I learned a lot. Uh, hindsight's always 2020 as well. But like engine desync, I was behind that. I, I definitely pushed that behind the scenes. But also, I'm not the one who did the numbers that wasn't me so it was one of those things where like and i didn't like the fact of oh shit the timmy like i've been like why why like why why like just why you know like from poor timberwolf timby from the, the you know dire wolf all that and 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 you, you i think it really you know something you know that you just reiterated which is like it's not your you, everything on this dock is is if, if you were to put it on timeline it's reverting a lot of the stuff but then you've got a lot of like little things that I think are great for the the quality of life, like the time of day stuff. Like I get it. You know, it's, it's all, you know what it was? It was almost like, Hey, we found this new cool toy. We're just going to put it on everything. You know, like that's, that's what it felt mm -hmm. like. And no one like what, like, it well, didn't, yeah, I, I will say like some, it's some reversion, but it's also just some iterative improvement, right? Take the skill tree, for example, sure. that one's more of an iterative iterative improvement rather than reverting back to the you know the you know the requiring the three of the three of a kind and all that kind of stuff um you know th there's there's improvements that can be made to the skill tree there sure. there's improvements that could be made to to ghost heat and and the way that ghost heat works and, but you're you're and, pointing out a a a fault i think that a lot of people would be is that's one of the issues pgi has always had is the iteration mm -hmm. like you know. Yeah, it's the it's the do something, then then listen for feedback and then make adjustments based on those feed based on the feedback rather than kind of, you know, washing, washing their hands of it and calling it and calling it good. Yeah. Right. In a in a game like this, where you where you're introducing new chassis, new weapons, uh, new maps, new play styles, all that kind of stuff, that kind of weapon balance should never be finished. Um, you should you should always be adjusting like if sure. it, you know I, I again i, I meant like i mentioned i got a, a, a background in playing a lot of dota 2 every year they released a massive update yeah. to dota which involved changing every single hero yeah and it's <laughs> and, and and it flips everything on the head though and like some people yep. hate would hate that because change and but then on the flip side like it always keeps things fresh i, I felt that about like sort of quirks too is like you know, um, which uh, you did. You guys did cover scale, rescale potentially, and again, that's another big thing for like PGI because that has huge implications. Just like uh, that rolls because everything ties into each other. Like that ties into quirks. That ties into mobility. I mean, if the mechs are smaller and they're harder to hit, you know, already 
then they don't need as much, you know, because it's built in, right? And, and just all these things. But like, yeah, I, I, you know, uh, I think PSR is at one of the forefronts right now because that's a good example of uh, iteration. You know, so, July, July, Paul posted, hey, I'll, you know, I'll give you guys an update in three months. We haven't seen anything. You guys talked about kickers, which I think is a good topic too because a lot of people wouldn't really understand that is like just it just needs a little bit more tweaking. Like you guys are almost there. Just a little bit, just listen to the community a little bit more, have that discussion you guys did. And I feel like you've, you've got a PSR system that's solid and then, okay, Hey, that's good. Check that off. Maybe, you know, a year from now, like if there's something up or whatever, some, I don't know, but yeah. I, I, I hope that the involvement with the community um, related to, to the, to the PSR work that was done is used as a blueprint for all future community involved projects um, sure. as far as development in MechWarrior Online. Piranha Games came to us and said, we want to do this. Here is the scope. This is our limitations. What are you able to do within these limitations um, to give us the, the best system possible? Yeah. Right. Then when you look at it, there, there was a lot of discussion, a really good discussion. There were some discussions that went way out of scope, but some lessons learned. Um, you know, some some really long and thoughtful posts by people who kind of, you know, do similar work in different fields and, you know, really kind of, you know, getting your getting get, getting you thinking again. Keep in mind, you know, again, the the the, the average age in MechWarrior Online is pretty high, right? Yeah. So you got a lot of people that are professionals in their field that are able to provide some some valuable um, information, whether it's directly uh, relatable or not it's it's that's beside the point it gets you thinking yeah right so when, when you when, when you look at the timeline right so we had that discussion paul said okay we're going to do these four options and then jay said jay-z said hey you know what i've got a fifth option that's actually zero sum yeah. everyone said yes let's go for jay-z's option paul said okay we're going with option number five yeah that is a fantastic example of how community involvement um can um can really kind of spur development within MWO yeah. as long as Piranha Games is is willing. And on yeah. top of that, as long as they're able to give us clear um, boundaries to work with it. Sure. And also just right? being so respectful that... to PGI. Like, and I feel yeah. like, look, oh, you, yeah. you guys don't have to like them. You don't have to, but just like, like, that's a key point. And what I mean by that is like, if you're going to work with Darren, if you're going to work with Matt, like if you're just, if you're just going to shit all over, like, oh, well, you guys should have done this and this is a commuter, but you know, but it, it's not going to go anywhere. It's not going to do anything like, you know, yeah. like you gotta, but, um, I like, you know, like I, I don't know. I haven't brought this up. I mean, other than the tweet I sent Russ at one time, but like, I don't think there'd be anything wrong with taking a panel like you guys and working with Darren and Matt directly. Like, like, and, and I know some people may kick back and say, well, why should they get a say versus others or whatever? Blah, blah, blah. I guess my point being is, if if a panel like that could be done and it just simplifies things egos put aside egos checked aside you're doing uh, what you guys you know think is best for the community and it aligns up with what uh matt and darren are looking at like why wouldn't and just to help sort of expedite stuff because like i'm sure there's other little things out there and those things you guys could listen to or, or, or even help like that's another thing too is like maybe just maybe this shouldn't be a Darren and Matt because it really isn't their, like, it's their job, but it's like to be able to say, let's just say uh, six people like yourself 
and Ash and Jay and, and a few others, whoever it is. And like your job to the community now is to either add or subtract from the stock. Like maybe we did miss something that is low hanging fruit quality of life. Like, oh, well, yeah, you're 100% right. Like, and when you guys were doing that podcast, you, uh, Ash was editing this live. And, and I thought that was good because it was like, oh, yeah, we didn't, you know, like even though all we've had all this discussion, we totally missed this point. Or, oh, yeah, that, you know, um, you know, would that be something you'd be not saying you specifically, but like, would you be open to that idea? As far as like having a panel that basically helped Matt and Darren prioritize and work with. Oh, absolutely. Um, and it will, especially if it's a two way street, especially if we're able to provide what, what, you know, the, the, the kind of the community, um, you know, requirements or the, the, the community focuses. And if they're able to come back to us and say, well, well, this is where our focus wants to be. And maybe we can find some alignment and, you know, juggle some things around to, sure. you know, to, to get some kind of agreement. Right. Like that's, that's, that's the, that's the key thing when you, when you have like a, you know, this level of interaction between a developer and a community, right. Mm -hmm. This isn't something that happens often, right. Eve online is like yeah. the only one that I can think of yeah. that has well, this kind of interaction, there, right. There like, are, and then they have, and they have a, and they have a panel. a panel. Yeah. But there are the CSM, but there are games out there that I think like do ask their, um, and and I and I don't mean this like top level players, not like how they should balance the game, but like how do you feel about the whatever rifle or character or and I've always wanted that. Like back when we, you know, I did the quirks, like I did work with some um guys uh, you know, that were at that high level, but it was like so secretive and freaking oh, you know, NDAs and all and I'm like at this point I'm like, who the fuck? like no one cares like just d enough of it and i will say what's been really cool is when i did that last podcast with darren the beard update i asked him i was like it seems like basically what you're saying is if if you and the community can come to a consensus it's happening there's no there's no and again i'm not pointing fingers i'm not blaming anybody but there's no one like you're doing what the community yeah okay cool i mean that's what i got out of asking him and I believe Darren. So like, yeah. that's why I'm optimistic as well. Hopefully that doesn't, you know, shoot me in the foot, but I don't think it will. Well, I, what, what I hope comes out of that um, is, so, so if you look at what happened with faction play in the, the lit in kind of the last kind of big push to, you know, change and update faction play, right. It started, what started as community involvement, um, it kind of turned on its head a little bit and became something else because I think there might have been some misunderstanding between what the community was hoping for and what Piranha Games decided to do yeah. enough that they had to kind of make some later changes to try to address some of it. Yeah. Um, if we're if the community is treated as a partner in the process, just like with PSR, where it's we provide we say we we want we want your feedback on this here's the scope we give them we give them that feedback they and we have that two-way dialogue with 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 that kind of stuff if if they're if they're wanting us you know kind of you know the community's feedback then 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 that's kind of the i think the way forward that would work very well and would and it would help to build some um some confidence again for those that you know maybe that maybe they don't have the you know the confidence or you know because sure. of uh, you know what's happened in the past i'm yeah. i'm 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 forward think i i like to look forward and look look backwards too much but it's hard not to uh sometimes with some of the with some of the things that have happened and and it's and and, and it's it's opportunities for lessons learned 
yeah. that that's that's the way that I look at it. And yeah. and looking forward, if we're able to have that kind of that two way dialogue and and implement something that the community can get behind, then that's then that's good. Um, I, I certainly hope it doesn't turn into a casual versus competitive um, battle, which I know is kind of like a bit of a community fragmentation that, that sure. that's in there right that's, now. That's sort of um, why I was bringing up the 8v8. Like, yeah, you've got a lot of people like, that want group play. And I don't know, because like I said, it, it does sort itself out if you have a large population. But like, it, it's tough because like some people are like, you you should want to improve in the game. They have that mentality. Mm -hmm. I get it. But who are you to dictate someone else's experience? Like if they're just wanting to hop on or whatever. That is something that like I I would be concerned with is like the whole aviate and if you were to say like um make it the sweaty queue and they're like, Man, you just ruined like I can't even drop with my three buddies because like we just get you know, mm -hmm. it's like, well, then what are my other choices? Drop solo, go to faction play, and then faction play, you're running into big groups as well. Like, and that's why I was asking, like, what is and would be the group queue? Is it supposed to be the competitive queue? Is it supposed to be the sweaty queue? Is it supposed to just be uh, a groups, but with balance? And the balance means recognizing that groups, the larger the size has more influence on the outcome of the match. So if that's the case, you reduce that dramatically. I mean, MWO, for what it's been, has been the only free-to-play game in this genre that has ever let more than a three-man group. Like, even when they have 15 sides, World of Tanks, 15, three-man group. World of Warships, I think 15, three-man, or it might be smaller, actually. But my point being is, like, they just don't allow it because like the outcome of the match would be just dictated right away. Mm -hmm. I feel like it was Pandora's box when it was opened up and I will kick back when someone says, I rightfully disagree with you nutty that you have and should have the ability to play with your, your stream in an eight V eight. If it means it puts the matches and match quality in jeopardy. But then also the flip side, you could say, well, I'm okay with this. And, mm -hmm. you know, like, I think that's, that's valid as well. Right. So like, how do you prioritize that? I don't envy anybody in that situation. That, that, like I said, that, that, that's, that's a player pop issue, right? But when I, when I started streaming the game and when I started playing group Q with, with people and again, of all skill levels, right. And, and th there was a good year where I was just beyond terrible at the game. Right. So. I, I was certainly a lead weight <laughs> for, for 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 a lot of the groups that I played on, but you would run into like the big two two eight groups and the JGXs and the Eons and the EMPs, but not very often, right? Back then, it was you know if you the, the group queue was fun, like it was it was a lot of fun, it was enjoyable. You had people if if if, if it's in the case of something on stream, it's you're with a bunch of people, you're laughing and having a good time. If you're kind of getting a little more serious, you have that opportunity or you have that option. But that, that's why I said like like that's a really really dependent on player pop. Pop. Okay. Yeah. That's fair. Yeah. Like I said, I can see it. Um, was there anything that you wanted? that didn't get in on this document? Was there anything like any idea or thought that you were like, I want this, but. So the one, one thing we kind of didn't talk about too much. And, and I, I, I know I raised it just at like the very end of like, Oh, by the way, we kind of forgot to, to mention 
you know, something that would bring some variety to the game in the form of, you know, maybe a new map or two or <laughs> um, maybe kind of a revised game mode or something along those lines to to kind of break up the repetitiveness of what we have right now. Right. That's 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 the biggest thing. Right. Because when you're looking at injecting new life into the game and you're look and you're trying to inject new life into a game, but you come in and everything is the same. Yeah. Right. That, that's that's a very difficult thing to do. So bringing more maps in, um, I think, is a is a good idea, even to kind of um, have maps co go in and out of rotation. I know like there there is some there were some comments in the Twitch chat of, oh, there's already a good enough good number of maps and and sure. whatnot. And, and and you know, on 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 its surface, I kind of understand where where they're coming from. Right. There's a there's a decent number of maps right now, um, but maybe it's you pull ma it maps in and out of rotation. Um, you know, we certainly talked about uh, the, uh, you know, like uh, uh, cha fixing up the spawns or even doing dynamic spawning. So you'll spawn somewhere on the map. <laughs> um, yeah. But uh, but but that was kind of my my biggest thing is wanting to, you know, inject new new variety into the game. And, and, and that's I mean, certainly the you know, the, the event of an event queue has an opportunity for that. But really, I think it's. You know, some some kind of new map, some kind of new new game sure. mode. I think a, I think a new game mode is needed. That's not incursion. <laughs> remove incursion. <laughs> I would be okay with removing incursion. Um, yeah. I, you know, and I, I don't think there's anything wrong with saying that. Like even to the exempt, like you guys asked for Terra Therma back. I would argue. How about you put John in making a new Terra Therma? Okay, you can or whatever a new map. But my point being is like maybe. Maybe Terra Therma is the first one, or let's just say uh, the idea of the current Terra Therma. That gets pulled out of rotation, and John actually makes a map theme, but a, you know, let's just say a better map. Because I feel like, what if they pulled maps out of rotation, and then boom, it's, hey, this is the new ver. I mean, that's my issue, is like, new maps are great, and especially if they're good, but we have a ton of maps, I agree, but a lot of them just... It's the same old, same old. I mean, like Crimson Strait, like isn't a bad map. It just needs some love. And like, why not? Like, what about pulling that out of rotation or keep it in rotation? And then you just drop uh, basically a new version after a patch or something. Like, I, I'd like to see that as well. Like we have Caustic Valley or HPG, like all those maps that haven't had any iteration. Again, we're using that word. It just, uh, hey, like, how about using John not to bring him up again? I'm just saying that because he made uh, <laughs> or listening to the communication obviously we know that thad is also a level designer there having that discussion with Thad and john and saying hey these are the issues with canyon network uh maybe from a, a you know from a design standpoint or from hpg again how many are just have this central focus and rotation or corkscrewing or whatever like you know or the visibility is an issue so pick a night or day or leave it or whatever or and make you know again night vision you covered a lot of that but I feel like, yeah, you're 100% right. Like, why not Why not do that? As far as incursion, that thing can go. I do not like it. No one likes it. It's literally assault. But, like, there's no... If there is better... If there was better AI in the game, um, you know what would be a lot of fun as a game mode is not VIP, 
not saying VIP. I know when, whenever whenever somebody hears somebody hears AI and MWO, they're thinking VIP, but it's kind of similar. In, in it, but instead, to have it like a convoy defense as opposed to as opposed to a mech defense. You know, kind of you know, like like some of like some of the missions in in the older Mech Warrior titles. Sure. Where, where it's like it's like com, convoy escort or something sure. like that. It, it's I, I realize that when you start talking about um, kind of pve elements it's like eh, is that not is that really the place for in mwo probably not i mean certainly maybe in, pve is maybe is, in is faction play. five maybe in faction yeah. play, i could see it where like even if you did like some type of like battlefield rush where like it opened I, I i feel like incursion that's sort of what it was supposed to be originally remember it was like yeah like literally it's it's it's, 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 it's oh it's, you take it, out this it opens up more and you gotta fall you know like and then literally when it came out i was like what is this? Like, is this what? Like, it's I wasn't even told. Steps. Oh my god, that's all it is. It was it's so bad. With extra steps. I felt so bad. Like, I'm on the inside, and I didn't even know. I was expecting asymmetrical, and we got the symmetrical, and it was like, what is this? And then the bat. And <clears throat> I think another issue that I don't, I don't know how you feel is like, um, the maps are designed, and then the game modes are just dropped on it instead of mm. game modes are designed and maps are designed around the game mode. And that's a huge part. I feel like we've never, we never, certain maps do really well with certain game modes and certain maps don't. And they even recognize that with incursion because not all maps have incursion. So I feel like that's, that's something too is like, uh, you know, like I, I have no problem with like map voting right now because some maps just aren't as fun and people want to get whatever, you know, but I totally get that. You wouldn't even need map voting if all the maps and game modes were, you know, like, you know, like, so, uh, you know, even a, even a skirmish, like one of the ideas I had for skirmish was that, okay, cool. It's, it's my team versus your team. And there's no way to force the fight except to end it. Well, there's a lot of times what's so frustrating is like, not necessarily a light running, but generally speaking, what if you had the ability to go capture a sensor tower at the very beginning, you know, or stuff like that? Where then, it, it, okay, we can we can wrap this up, or you know, or maybe that light goes and captures it, and then he can go, you know, like a ninja and stuff. There's secondary objectives that can't finish necessarily match, but they help you necessarily obtain the 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 victory or information that you need. And uh, info warfare is a thing, even though some people don't want to admit it. So, yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. All right, man. Well, you know, go ahead. I said another thing that we didn't really talk about. Is I don't think so. Um, and, and this is this is the, I think the reason why we didn't talk about it is because I don't think it's a low hanging fruit item. It would take probably considerable amount of development time, and that is changing the way that search works. In that, when you search for a game, it doesn't lock you out of the rest of the UI. So while you're searching mm -hmm. for for a match and say it's off it's off peak, it's taking a few minutes that you can sit around and you can you can play around in the mech lab and and you know build out a mech or a skill tree or something along yeah. those lines. Um, but but and something like that would even kind of bring in the ability potentially of doing mech selection based on the map. Now there's 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 concerns that I have with that. Yep. Um, around around doing mech selection after a map has been chosen, because then you get like this, the the people that are really skilled. They've got the, they got the best mech for this map, yep. and it's going to utterly destroy everything. So I have some concerns about that part. 
Um, but but just being able to be have, have still have the game the, the, the game client functional while search is happening yeah would be would be nice but but no, certainly not a low hanging fruit item that that yeah. that would take probably a considerable and considerable effort i've thought a lot about it i think i was on at one point in time i was on team you should be able to select the the map, mech based on the map and the first argument is well then it'll everybody will be min max for it yeah you will too yeah. you'd have the information so that there's not a problem like for instance and i give this example what if you're on the new uh frozen city Maybe that close range atlas isn't the best option, but you would know that your enemy knows that, and you can select. The argument I could see now, and and I'm and I'm sort of split, is that if the maps were just designed sort of like Rubelite, where you have long range, you have short range, you have medium, you have different verticalities to engage in, you have different ways to maneuver, and you don't need to know. Like it, it fits. Like you can you can put yourself in those positions certain maps just don't have that ability so like that's where you know like uh, yeah it's uh, yeah even if uh you could have like a, a four mechs or anyways it does get a little weird um because and then does it add to the you know match time wait time like oh you get your map you've got 60 seconds to pick what if you don't pick does it just uh, there's a lot of like factors there but mm-hmm. if the maps were just designed to where one two three play styles could you know or or happen again going back to john what he did with the rubelite john you got some work to do yeah like so um and and i feel like that just comes down to just like knowing how gameplay works you know mm-hmm. like uh so yeah there's that i mean even some people have said heck just make a snowy version of rubelite or this and it'd still be you know like anyways yeah but i'd i'd like to see a different theme or different map entirely but there are a lot of maps that are already there like even like forest colony the old forest colony it it wasn't bad and i would argue that we literally don't use 90 i don't know maybe 65 percent of the new one right like like we still fight in the same areas so it, it feels like the new forest colony was really designed for faction scouting. Cause I remember doing faction scouting on the, on the new forest colony. And it's like, this is great. It's all, you're all over the place. There's a, there's a ton of map for you to explore. Yeah. And then when you jump in with quick play, it's everyone runs to yeah. <laughs> runs down to H seven. Yeah. Yeah. And so again, like that's, that's where like, okay, well you just want the map to be able to, okay, well maybe we just need to go out a little bit wider and, and we're like on crimson or whatever the the one side of the mountain just have one or two or three or you know same thing with like solaris i feel like solaris is one of those where it was just it was a it was a miss like um they've just it reminds me so much in the new terra Therma where you just have these huge block like huge things there's no way to maneuver up there and like do strategies there's no way to cross you've got these just gigantic walls and it takes you literally like 500 meters to run this way or a click to run that way to maneuver and it just it just funnels you in and it, it, that's that's where i feel like a lot of the maps like the whole funneling um that could be improved and, and i don't think it would take a whole lot of effort as well so uh, in the grand mm-hmm. scheme of things but um okay so maps and and i mean how do you feel about new mechs and mech packs i mean because from what I, Russ I, I was ser- go ahead no go, go ahead go ahead i was gonna say from what Russ was saying is like 
I don't think it's out of like the the reach to say that they're probably already thinking about it or designing one or even have the next mechs already done or whatever. But how do you look at it? Like, is that does that interest you at all, or do you think it would interest the community at all? I I want a reason to spend money in the game again. Okay. Um, you know, I've, I'm sitting on 536 mechs. Um, 500 of those 500 of those are unique chassis. I know you've got way more than I do because you've got like all of them, I think. Um, but I, I want to have an excuse to to spend money in the game because I want to support it. Um. I, I think being more deliberate with their mech pack choice is is uh, is a good thing, but they need to change the way that they launch them. You can't have these, you know, these AAA costs uh, yeah. associated with the with the mech pack anymore. Um, it kind of goes into the big discussion that we had around monetization sure. uh, during the uh, during during the stream, and you know, even treating it like a live service. Um, you know, one one idea that I've been floating in my head, and again, this is just me floating this idea in my head and nothing more is you know why do we make or why does does pgi make rather um premium time as a burst purchase rather than as a subscription service right get you know in 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 today's world where we're you know where you look at a lot of live services you know trying to get an optional subscription which will provide you know regular income uh, sure. for you know for, for, for the for, for the company to keep the servers up and to provide value and then there's other things that you can tack on to it right but 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 as kind of as an example as to where you know someone like me can spend money yeah right well i sort of but like a premium said, i mean I've got... i sort of like a premium time 30 days is already a subscription to me that, that's like it's just you don't have an auto reoccurring just set up if you just did that so i just don't have to worry about it again is that sort of what yeah. you're getting at Kinda, yeah. Cause I mean, like, like I'm sitting on like four and a half years of premium time between active and banked. Yeah. Right. So, so I, I don't have to buy premium time for the length of this license renewal. Right. You I literally I, I don't, don't have to I don't, do anything. Yeah. And, and, and I realize that I'm lucky because I, I've spent a lot of money on mech packs. Um, other people are certainly a bit more, you know, bit, you know, they're, they're struggling for it, but there's other, you know, benefits that you can get to, to something along those lines. Is that the only way that they should do it? No. Um, were they too you know, generous they, with premium time in the Mac box? I think so. Yeah. Um, but but when you when when you when you look at it look at it objectively, and you look at like say the skill tree where we where you talk about it, it's going to take you, um, you know, like one or two months of hardcore playing to be able to skill up yeah. those mechs, right? Then you know that, that's where the yeah. What's crazy is like if you nutty you're gonna buy this mech pack and spill hard money or you're gonna buy a mech with mc and it doesn't come skilled like that blue like that blows my mind like hmm? granted world of tanks doesn't have anything for like hero tanks or whatever the equivalent would be but it would be like if you're if you're spending money the whole idea about money is convenience right you're not grinding so i can understand like that's one part of the equation right the siebel okay but I just don't understand why it doesn't come with like 91 nodes unlocked or like the ability, like 91 SP, just like in the current system, like whether that gets changed or whatever, but that if you're spending money, actual money for a mech, it should just come with the SP. Like that's the whole idea, right? Like, and especially at the price point they're asking because mm -hmm. like... And and now that and now that GSP is a thing, and and for those that don't know, yes, you can go to the gift store and MW Mercs, and you can buy 
a 200 GSP pack for 10 bucks, right? So, so, so that's now a, a something that you can buy in the game. That's great, right? So you have that purchase convenience, uh, the purchase convenience. Um, the mech packs that they have, the existing mech packs that they have, if they want to stick to these omnibus kind of mech packs, right? They need to, they need to modernize them for the way yeah, that the game looks definitely. today. Yeah, so, yeah. so they need to provide, if not enough to skill all of the mechs, maybe skill to be able to skill half of the mechs or to be able to half skill all the mechs, right? Some, to, to give them, give people incentive to continue to play those mechs, sure. but, but also to give them a leg up on, on skill points. Like if you right. were to use the cataphract pack or whatever, where it comes like seven cataphracts, you'd have a standard that, hey, it's, you know, you're buying the mechs, all right. But then you get like a better version that has all the skill points and that has better value. I, I don't know. Like I haven't spent, in, I haven't purchased any mechs. I've spent $15 on premium time. Obviously that was the benefits of having, you know, being employed by them for X many years. But I spent 15 on the NGNG TV. Obviously, I know it's not the thousands of dollars other people. My point being, though, is that like... I'm one of those. <laughs> right. Um, but my point being is like, you know, it was eye-opening, you know, like starting a new account. And because I haven't been exposed to that, like it was just like, it was eye-opening. It was like, oh, this is a real like... I'm a good player and it took me 50 matches to, you know, basically 91 nodes and, and get, you know, okay, moving on to the next back and I got to grind for C bills and stuff. I can't imagine what that's like for, you know, like, and then hearing you guys say, Oh, it takes between 120 to X or whatever amount. It's like, and then the value, it just surprised me that like the, the, the max itself, it's like, this comes with nothing else. Like why is the, executioner $30 like that's all you're you're literally is like I don't know I don't know another way to think of it too is you go and buy a mech pack and let's say you buy an ultimate pack so you're spending 70 bucks US you know you've got upwards of eight mechs depending on on the mech pack how many of those variants do you actually play and be honest right for example when I bought the Mad Cat Ultimate Pack, I play the Death Strike, I play the B. And before we were able to use the Death Strike in competitive play, I pay, I played the one. All of those other all of those other Mad Cats yeah. just sit there. I feel like right? that's a fault from the very beginning of MechWare Online where it didn't have didn't the monetization of mech packs. It worked back then, and it worked worked up until I I wouldn't even say until recently. Obviously, two years ago, I would say it started showing issues very early on. And if you notice, there was a change, there was a shift in max where instead of like five, we started getting six, seven, eight, and the chassis bloat that we had, and how many variants were exactly the same. Basically, it was like, oh well, one has three missile and two energy but this one has three energy and two missile or like where literally some of them would have the exact same hard point numbers just different different locations yeah yeah i feel like would you this may cause some it's just question would you be opposed to removing mac or removing max the only way that i can see the the the, the only way that, that removing mechs would be viable is if it was an engine change and a new game. Ah, yes. Okay. And and I'm 
on like that that whole kind of engine change discussion. Sure. I'm not happy with the state of the game at the moment, so I don't want to wait for two plus years of development for a new game on a new engine. <laughs> That's that, that that so I think they should do it in conjunction. I think they should already be working on networking either for Mech 5 online or MechWarrior 2 MechWarrior Online 2.0 and it's a new game. Yeah. I mean, if they're able to do that, but I, I'm making I'm I'm operating under the assumption that we have to choose either or. Oh no! So if I, if we're if we're if we're choosing either or, then that's like you know what I I let's let's develop the game we have. I think Russ. But if they're gonna do both, then I think no, I, I think they. Want. It's to me, it blows my mind. Mechron Line has been hugely successful for Piranha Games, hugely. Like Russ, like you literally funded Mech Five because of it. It, it's made it's I don't know it's made them successful as far as where they are right now they've been able to develop I mean we've been playing this game for eight so let's just say it's funded everything for the past 10 years I just don't understand why you wouldn't say that is a priority we're yes we're going to dump resources and keep MWO keep going and then boom here's mechware online two whatever you call it mechware online renaissance I don't know whatever <laughs> And it's a complete. Mm -hmm. Now, I will say this, uh, and I've asked multiple people. Um, I want to ask you first: if we were mm -hmm. to get a new version of MechWare Online, should you expect everything you have on your current account? No. It's a new game. It has the potential of being a, a very different game. Um, there's no way, I don't think that they would launch the game with all of the chassis that are currently present in the game. They would probably roll them out over time. They would build up. Um, now that just because I'm saying that doesn't mean that I think that, um, we should be just given nothing. Um, there should probably be some kind of acknowledgement, some kind of kickback keep because, you know, the game's, the game's been out for eight years. We've gotten our value as players, I think, and I mean, I can really only speak for myself, um, you know, but I've gotten significant value out of the the money that I've spent in the game. Yeah. Um, to move to a new, to an actual full MWO2, as opposed to upgrading and doing an engine upgrade, which I know is like, you know, just, just an internal engine upgrade and, and keeping everything the same. I know that's that's a very difficult proposition. Yeah. But for them to release a brand new MWO style game, yeah, like that. That's I, I, I don't expect to bring all my chassis over. I really don't. Yeah. Um, I, I would expect an amount of C bills, perhaps. Um, if they're gonna maintain like the the kind of the status quo of C bills, MC yeah. premium time and GSP, certainly, you know, stuff in that format yeah. to a degree. It'd be, it'd be um, interesting, right? Because there's a lot of assumptions, right? Of like, what would that be? Would it just be basically yeah. take what maybe the next two years here, what they do and say, okay, yeah, we've got a new updated monetization model. We're going to bring that over. Oh, okay, we got that. To me, though, I if they were to do an an online, like I expect more as well. Like I don't want just port it over Max like we do and, and have an Mac 5, if I'm honest. I want better animations. I want better sense of like 
uh, obviously map design, game modes, all that fun stuff. Again, it really just depends. But like, just because they make a new game, I, I just question out there too to a lot of people. It doesn't mean it has to be MWO. It doesn't it may not even be free to play? That's why I brought up Mech Five online. Like, they could just basically say, hey, you have to buy Mech Five or a DLC, but you have to have the base product. Whatever they could do a lot of things. But what if it was a lot more like Mech Warrior Four, where they're like you guys run whatever league you know like you get to say here's the mech you know like here's the mech lab here's the base systems but like i don't know like uh the sky's the limit i think there's just a lot of assumptions out there i i know there will be people raging and say no i should have every <laughs> give me all mech. my things yeah it's like what give if the game doesn't things. even look like that like you know like um what does it operate but even if they were to do uh an mw 2.0 and they were saying hey guys we're launching this uh, we're going to continue the free to play, um, again, cause it's already worked out, but we're updating them the, to battle path, whatever you want to call it. Uh, we're going to do better on releasing mechs in a, a better, like when we need it from a gameplay perspective, like we need this type of, you know, whatever a mech. Um, but Hey, you know what you support it, your founder, you're going to get this, this cool skins. You're going to get this cool, you know, uh, mech pack because you, you support us. Oh, and hey, you know what you spent money supporting us throughout these years here's a supplemental thing just for you you're gonna be able to rock out there and and all those other players that weren't a part of that or you know didn't you're gonna have something to show for it because you got you know like i'm not saying gold max but my point being is like you you know that would yeah, be funny something like, like give everybody oh that would be max hilarious founders like <laughs> <laughs> but, but like, even if it's like a, like a selection of mechs like sure. right like not 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 getting your entire mech lab back yeah. Right. Not, not getting all of your mech bays, mech bays refilled again, but just like, you know what, you've been, you know, whether or not it's based on value or time spent in the game, probably more time spent in the game than anything else. Um, unless they, they, ha they, they've kept the, the documentation around the actual, how much pe money people have spent. Um, I, that would kind of gatekeep things in a way that I think might be a yeah, bit, awkward. I think just fair, but, just to be like, Hey, you support us. Yeah. And it's just a blanket, like, you know, yeah, yeah, I get what you're, yeah. Yeah, so 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 certainly an acknowledgement, but yeah, I I don't expect to load into any kind of you know hypothetical MWO two and seeing five hundred and thirty one chassis and and premium. I think they should do it. Time and all I, that kind of stuff. I think they should do both. I think they should take. I mean, again, I know Russ. He basically was saying is like, well, it's going to take. I don't think it'll take two years, but. Go ahead, start. Like if they haven't even started, maybe they have started. I think it's a no-brainer, and it's, I, I wouldn't say it's stupid, but like looking at the success of MechWarrior Online, like okay, let's let's play this ball game. It takes two. Let's say it takes two years. That's still three years of a brand new product that will be obviously kicking because a lot of people will come back and they're like, hey, update engine. You've already revamped. You know, like I don't know. I don't know. I don't. And and even then, it's still just because it's you know, the, the, uh, the license extension, and this isn't the first license extension that they've received. If no, my memory serves me correctly. Second, if not third, I, th I think it's the second one, right? Yeah. I think it's the yeah. second one, if not third. So, I mean, as long, and, and I mean, I've dealt with Microsoft in an enterprise capacity, as long as they can keep Microsoft happy. Microsoft isn't touching IP. No one. Yeah. yeah they just yeah. don't, no yeah. one else is going to develop for us. So it's like, ah, you know what? We'll just, we'll let you have it and, and yeah. keep going. Um, so, so I, I don't think that would be the end. I, I, I don't think four and a half years from now, five years from now is going to be the end. I don't. Or, or, or 
they do just basically bring everything. It's literally just an upgraded engine. They like they could do that. They take everything you have right now and stuff like that. They could do that. Uh, they could get again, depending on how the game does in the next year, year and a half, two years, depending on how successful this, you know, this change of direction is for them working with the community. You know, like if it's super successful, be like, hey, yeah, we've made it. Look we're doing it and it's just going to be an update like a visual update and a systems update we're going to get new ui uh, but you have everything like you know whatever you have you have and 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 we're not taking mm-hmm. that away and we're just going to add stuff to that i think that's an option too uh and and i could see that argument is if if mechware online is able to boost back up there and they could potentially especially if if the model isn't tied into mech packs anymore if the if the again success financially is happening then why not just continue doing that so there's that as well no i can certainly see the i can can certainly see it there as well um but uh, i mean one way or the other i mean i'd love to see a new engine i really would i'd I'd be happy even if it's a newer version of cry engine right so it's just something that's better yeah they do have a few versions yeah yeah, but but UE would be certainly better, at least from a from an efficiency point of view, because now you don't you're not essentially running two engine teams. You've got you've got UE four. Yeah. Both you have two games that run on UE four. Well, it's funny, he did mention potentially improving the client performance, and it made me just like, wouldn't you have already done that before if you could have? But then then it popped in my head is maybe what he's talking about is actually upgrading CryEngine to because they obviously didn't continue licensing or whatever maybe they do just like mm-hmm. bite that bullet or whatever and then we get uh stuff like uh dlss and stuff uh, the newer technology that happens and then they you know depending on mm-hmm. yeah so there there is that possibility as well so just from a modern like update to the engine but um man all right well i feel like i've picked your brain enough i, I don't even what are we oh yeah we're over two hours already that happens um <laughs> Uh, I could yeah, probably, no big just, deal. yeah, I could probably just keep going, but, um, you've got a stream to get to. So I guess from, a, you're excited. Um, you've, you've mentioned your concerns, but I think from me listening to you is it's outweighed by the positives. Really, again, it comes down to the balls in PGI's court. It's in, it's in Matt and Darren's hands. Um, and uh yeah man thank you for answering all the questions i had and and giving input like i don't i don't know if i have anything else for you other than you know like what's your favorite mech what's my favorite mech well, and why is it a hellbringer, yeah, hellbringer. i'm come on again Do you have a favorite again, highest mech just, just 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 to remember i've got my my got my hellbringer sitting right here yeah. what's your favorite uh, highest mech you know, I don't play a lot of IS. Dead one? Were you about to say a dead one? <laughs> maybe, maybe. I mean, you know, it's funny. It's like what what, what, I'm, what I'm thinking. Like what I'm, mechs I'm playing in competitive right now. It's the summoner, <laughs> and that's yeah. about it. Okay. Um, but uh, I no, it's it's um I. Now you got me. Now you got me racking my brain. I, I I'll say the assassin just because Mark did really good work with it. By the way, there's an Easter egg on the assassin for those that don't know. Gotcha. All right, all right. Things. Oh, the assassin Vulcan. How similar they are, and how they mm. came 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 into MWO and been wrecking havoc. 
Assassin, not so much anymore, but still, dang. Now everyone's gone to the Vulcan. Um, is there any mech that you'd like to see in MWO? So I know Piranha Games is going to laugh at me for this and they're going to say no way, but I would love to see a Sunder. Oh, okay. In so the an, game, I would love to see an IS Omni. IS Omni. Hmm. Okay. All right. All right. That would be interesting. I feel like that goes back to the whole discussion of engine balance as far as mm -hmm. XL, because a lot of IS mechs come equipped with XLs and. You'll just yeah. maybe just make a, an exception. Lore light is what I always lore think light. about. Yeah, whenever, no, I, whenever I yeah. talk about MWO, right? Yeah, I feel like though that's again, that's a good question to have as far as like, should that be a translation from tabletop? Like, is there other ways to go about it? But then how do you do it in a way that also benefits the standard engine? Like where a standard build and you know maybe you treat is excels just like clan but it's more of a severe penalty i don't know i don't know like movement heat or, you know or like i don't know if it's if it's possible to treat omni is excels the way that clan excels are hmm. treated it's yeah it's tough because i mean in reality BattleTech, if you read the lore, they're just straight upgrades. There's no detriment. It's the cost and manufacturing process and availability. Like, it's supply and demand. Yeah. Like, Pharaoh does not take up 14 crits on a Timberwolf in the novels. There's no such thing. It's just a better armor package, right? That needs to be designed up in space because of whatever. Like, that. my point being is, like, that's what's always so funny about a game where you have these systems and it has to be balanced because of PvP, yeah, that's a that's a good one. Okay, I like that answer. So IS Omnis and the Sunder in particular, which was a Mech Warrior three mm -hmm. introduction, because that was okay. All right, all right. Well, dude, I just want to say thank you for being on the podcast. Um, what is your streaming schedule like, and where can people find you? All right, so I stream, I actually just updated my schedule. So I am live on Tuesday night, Wednesday night, Friday night, which is a very special night, uh, Saturday at various times of the day and on Sunday on, on my uh, Tuesday, Tuesday, Wednesday, uh, Friday streams, it's at 6 p.m. Pacific time. And then on the weekends, it really depends on work commitments sure. and life commitments. Uh, but it is at twitch.tv slash nuttyrat. Um, make sure, especially tune in on Friday night for MWO After Dark, which is uh, where we like to have a lot of fun. Oh, shit. I have a question for me, for you. And sure. this is from Chion, uh, and he asks, what is your favorite After Dark streaming whiskey? My favorite? Ooh. 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 Yeah. Well, well, it'd have to be well, so specifically the After Dark streaming. Okay, so because After Dark, you generally tend to, you don't get a chance to enjoy quite as, as much. So the the standard is Jameson okay. um, or or Crown Royal Northern Harvest, um, which is one of the whiskeys that won Best Whiskeys, Canadian whiskey, of course. Um, for something a little more refined, a Laphroaig Quarter Cask, um, which if you like real peaty scotches, then that's... Uh, 
that's kind of definitely a uh, definitely one to go for. Um, as far as like highbrow scotches, you're looking at the uh, Lafroy 25 year, which is a, a, a real treat. Um, and the other one's a Japanese whiskey called Nika. Those You're are so like my, over my, my expertise. I know nothing. I think we've talked about this before. Yeah, we have on stream. Like I am just. We have. I'm that was the noob. drunk night, I think. Yeah. Oh my gosh. <laughs> yeah, that stream. That was a that was yeah. a glorious stream. Yeah, yeah but I, I tend to prefer scotches from from the Isla region. So the peaty, um, you know, the, the you know the very peaty, smoky style scotches um you know highlands as well which is kind of where a lot of people, that's when you get like the glenn Livets and the glenn fittiches of the world that's where a lot of people kind of start in in in, in highland scotches but uh in space sides okay gotcha. but uh awesome well thanks no, for having me there there you go there you go chion there's your answer wasn't just all the scotch whiskey, it was all of them i think that should be the appropriate answer which one all of them i think all of them yes all of them yeah, man. Thank you for being on. Like I said, I, I've been wanting to pick your brain. Um, and of course, for people that don't know you, uh, I have a blast watching your stream. I think you have a blast in your stream. And the Friday nights are quite entertaining, especially because alcohol is involved. Uh, so if you haven't, make sure to go check him out. Um, is there any last minute, last moment? Is there anything you'd like to tell everybody out there? Is there... Uh, whether it's MWO or uh, life or what, is there any last moments from Nutty Rat? Last words. Uh, if anything, it's more of a thank you to you, um, and uh, and also Darren for for uh, supporting us streamers over the years. It's been absolutely a treat uh, to be able to even to come on the podcast here and and hang out with you, and you know the the times that we've dropped together and times in the past where it's been um, you know like kind of ribbing after each other. The big streamer pile at the last MechCon. Which wasn't my was, uh, idea either. Like I just, I was, I was a victim. Yeah. You, you, you just, you just jumped on just, on top just, of everybody yeah, and, was, and just kept work. going. Um, but, well, but I mean, you, you, you make it easy, man. Like I said, it's, 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 I'm glad you've stuck around. It's, it's unfortunately we have lost a lot of streamers. That's one thing I was just talking to Darren about. Like we've, uh, that, uh, there was definitely, maybe they'll come back. So I'm hoping I'm optimistic. I miss a lot of their faces. And I think the community is less off because of it. So hopefully some of those, again, send PGI's court. So thank you for being on. And of course, for thank everybody you. out there, I'll have all of his information down below. So if you head over, give him a follow. He's also on Twitter. I'll have that down below. But uh, yeah, thank you again for uh, being on, man. And uh, have are you streaming right after this? Is that what you're... Or is it a little late? It's a little late, but that's that's okay. That's okay. So I'll be... Yeah, but my next stream won't be till Friday night. All right. Sounds good, man. Well, thank you again for being on and uh, take care. Have a wonderful night. All right, guys, that's going to be it for this. But before we get off here, I just want to ask you, did you enjoy this podcast? If so, make sure to click that like, leave a comment down below. It helps the YouTube algorithm and all the mumbo jumbo behind the scenes. But also, uh, this podcast is supported by viewers like you. Uh, if you enjoy this podcast, if you enjoy what I do on uh, my Twitch streams, which by the way is Monday through Friday, 12 to 6 p.m. Eastern, make sure to head on over at twitch.tv forward slash NGNGTV. I'll have that link down below, but consider subscribing on Twitch or uh, becoming one of my patrons. Again, this is my full-time gig. You guys are my sponsors. 
Uh, and speaking of sponsor, maybe you want to sponsor a podcast. Do you want advertisement for a unit or maybe a product? Um, let me know. And of course, same thing with the stream. Maybe you want to uh, sponsor an entire stream uh, like uh, um, Ghost of Knox just did uh, last week. Reach out, let me know, and we can talk. And of course, if you shop on Amazon, I do have an affiliate link, associate link. I think it's now technically called. Either or, I'm going to have a link down below. So if you're buying stuff for friends, family, holidays, or just a gift for yourself because you deserve it, uh, consider using my link below. Just want to say thank you again for listening. This was a fantastic conversation. I hope you enjoyed it as much as I did. This was your local No Guts, No Galaxy MechWare podcast. Signing off for tonight. This is Phil.